For a time, we tried to contact him by radio, but no response. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome into another episode of the Dumb Marks Podcast. This is episode 40? 39. 39. Oh, a big yeah. 40 coming up soon. There we go. Next week. There, I was going to say, normally I go off the, off the ticker. <laughs> the you know, as you can see from my name today, C-O-T-B-H, I'm contractually obligated to be here. I did, you know, after the... Well, you forget the, it. <laughs> the podcast turmoil from last week where I walked off the show live on air. Um, you know, shout out to everybody that watched the one guy to go vid this week up to up to about uh, 2,500 people. Appreciate you guys liking, sharing, uh, watching the vid, uh, leave some comments. So, you know, if it wasn't for a for a made up contract, I wouldn't be here today. So. <laughs> 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 With With all that. Name. Yeah, hey, brother. Um, <laughs> with all that being said, I just you know something I want to get off my chest this morning. Um, fuck Pittsburgh weather. Okay, the worst weather out there. I love it. It's canceled, last man. weekend, last weekend it's ninety degrees. It's sunny. I'm laying sixty six bags of mulch on my hillside between my retainer walls, sweating my ass off, getting prepared for Memorial Day weekend, and seven days later. So, <laughs> suck a fat babies, you know what, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It's going to rain today. It's going to rain tomorrow, four-day weekend, and uh, you get nothing out of it. It's just like it's time to move. Time to get up out of here. Can't deal with this 52 days a year with sunshine, and the rest are, are cloudy and gray. No wonder why the, the mood is what it is in this city. Unbelievable. <laughs> need to be outside. Yeah, now. <sighs> Living here, I I firmly believe seasonal effectiveness disorder is a real thing. I know people shit on that, but (laughs) gray skies all the time, it it affects you. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So with that being all said, thanks to everybody that tuned in last night for our first ever watch along edition show um, of the Dunmark's pod. So in, in bell to bell today, we will not be covering AEW. We did that last night on the show um, as we watched along with Dynamite and gave our predictions for the pay-per-view tomorrow, double or nothing. So if you want to tune in and, and watch that, hop on over to our YouTube page. Um, you can catch that video there for that breakdown. Uh, but again, shout out to everybody um, that tuned in last night. Thanks for the comments. Made it interactive and fun. We enjoyed it. Uh, might might do that in the future and, and got some other ideas percolating in the back offices of the, the Dumb Marks production where uh, coming up with some different ideas for, for the After Dark show. Um, I'd love to watch along. It was, it was something different to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something different. First time we did it, you know, I, like, I, you know, I wish you, we could have had the volume on just a little bit so you could actually hear along with the show. Um, but, you know, due to licensing and copywriting, we didn't want to get the stream pulled down off of any of the platforms for uh, broadcasting something that we shouldn't be live. So, um, but again, appreciations coming, coming on and, and tuning in with us. So with all that being said, um, regular Saturday brunch bunch in full effect here today, 
how you guys feeling this morning, Donald? I, I, I see uh, you're a little a little laid up there with the heat pad this morning. Yeah, I woke up and the left side of my back was destroying me for some reason. Look in the mirror; it's all bruised up, it's swollen, and my sciatic nerve is like affecting everything on my left side from like my back down to my foot. So you know, I'm in my more comfortable chair than my normal setups. Take care of yourself, man. And I will, and all my plans got scratched for today because I can't walk hardly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's that's that that's that getting up there in age, brother. You gotta oh, you gotta oh, stretch. Yeah. You gotta you gotta oh, do the whole thing in the morning. Get some DDPY <laughs> yoga. In you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, it is. The big four O is staring me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> you still got a little bit. Just a little. Is that bit. this year? Or is that next year? That's next year, right? That's, that's next year, but damn, it's close. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worried, Jason, for a second. <laughs> I got to think Mark, how old this, he is and remember how old I am. Yeah, this Mark don't even know how old he is. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get to like 37, 38. It's, it's all to say. If you're, 39, if you're 39, you remember next year you're 40. <laughs> and if you're 36, you remember you're 35 last year. At 37, 38, you're like, ah, it just blows. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. What do you guys want to hop into first in the intro here? Get through some stuff for the week. Um, you know, anybody, anybody want to kick, kick it off? Yeah, I'll jump into some quick gaming stuff. Uh, probably if you heard, a lot of gaming stuff is starting to come out because E3 is uh, in two weeks. But I just pulled some bits and pieces out that's like, you know, for, like – important information uh so the first thing uh the new god of war game so far they announced that it's only going to be next gen only so ps4 users i'm sorry but the game have to go next gen especially with that um did they announce the title for it it's still under god war ragnarok but that could change at any moment. But that's what everybody's calling it so far. Uh, the the director says, "I never heard of that game before." Saying <laughs> it was like that's fan made. So who knows? Everybody's calling it that. I'm calling it that so far. Because so, spoiler alert for those of that that play the game but haven't beat the the last one yet. Um, does it, it, Thor shows up at the end, right? That's how it goes <laughs> off the air, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> Ragnarok would make sense. Gee, Jesus, Jason, is that you already? No, that wasn't Pepsi? me. No. <laughs> yeah, I was asked, Chris, was that you? I was on mute. <laughs> so no, that, that was, was not me. That wasn't me. <laughs> I'm not drinking anything. <laughs> no, you can't. Listen, you're you're getting no. up there towards 40. You can't have carbonation before noon. <laughs> <laughs> <You> gotta, you, <laughs> stomach's don't up that. everything. Is <laughs> it uh and also in gaming too? Uh yesterday they said that Nintendo is gonna announce their uh new Nintendo Switch a, cu- a couple of days before E3. So give their developers time who's making games for it to announce them during E3. Um it's gonna yeah, be three that's the Switch Pro, right? Yeah, the Switch Pro. Yeah, uh it's gonna be uh three ninety nine, so four hundred dollars. And uh, they're going to eventually phase out the regular switch that's out right now. So you're only left with two options: the light, which is two hundred dollars, or the pro when it comes out at four hundred. And the biggest thing that came out this week was the Xbox DM uh, DRM uh, issue they're having. So like with PlayStation with the C bomb stuff, with the with the batteries dying and 
your digital copies and all that stuff will be lost. They found out that Xbox actually did something that they was going to do in 2013 with the Xbox One. Uh, if you buy a Series X, you're going to have to stay logged on to the Xbox Live all the time to play OG Xbox games, Xbox 360 games, and Xbox One games. So if you have the physical disc itself and you put it in the system, it doesn't read the disc. The only thing it does is read the license on the disc saying that you do have it. It then it sends a message to the server and then the server sends a message back to your Xbox as an emulator and you just emulate that game for the 360 and the Xbox One. If you do this off, like if you go off uh, offline with the Xbox Live, none of your stuff will work at all. So even if you have the disc, it's not going to work. The digital copy, not going to work. You always have to stay online so Xbox can check in on you and make sure your stuff is legit. Tracking the tracking the uh, yeah the whereabouts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they put that in their system, and that's what they wanted to do with the original uh, Xbox One in 2013, and that's what they got the bad rap about it that year at E3. And also, too, if you saw the, the guy who did it on the video, he downloaded Resident Evil Village on his um, Xbox uh, Series X. It's a single-player game. He downloaded it. He beat it. So he just uh, signed off to Xbox Live, even though it was downloaded on his system as a single-player game. He could not play that game at all because you have to check in with the Xbox server for it to work. So in the future, if Microsoft goes under for some reason and the servers go down, everything in the whole Xbox library would not gone. work. Would be gone. <laughs> except for except for the actual Xbox Series X games that are just by themselves will work on the Series X without without the Xbox Live being signed in. And there's only one game out right now that does that, and that's the Devil May Cry 5 Ultimate Edition. And this, my friends, is why you never trade in your video game systems. Correct. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So they always talk about uh, all that, Xbox. all that money, mm -hmm. all that money, and, and in the end, nothing works. Yep. Yeah. Nothing works, and the games ain't yours. The games are not yours. So yeah. you're buying games that are technically not yours. Not yours. So what yep. do you? What, yeah. What do you? What are you paying all that money for? Mm -hmm. So the Xbox I mean? fans was getting on Sony, uh, PlayStation players about, oh, you can't play your systems, this and that. You can't play your games because you're not backwards compatible. This is doubling down even harder than what the PlayStation have. Yep. Well, so gaming now is ridiculous. Since, yeah. So since you just crapped all over gaming, um, <laughs> I did see uh, that little nostalgic feel for me here because um, I was a Sega kid growing up. There's a, a new song. The Hedgehog game was announced for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So... I have to hop on over and get that when that comes out um, to to go back in my in my childhood days where that 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 little blue hedgehog was constantly on the TV in my <laughs> house, man. I love Sonic growing up. Yeah. Is it called uh, Sonic Central? Uh, is it? I think it's Sonic Central. What anniversary is it? What anniversary is it? Yeah, thirtieth. 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 Yeah, Sonic's thirtieth anniversary. That just makes you feel old. Yeah. <laughs> Was that uh, 1991? This, what I saw, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it was that long. I thought it was like mid nineties. He came out. Mm -hmm. the The article that I have on it, no, no, they don't, uh, they don't reference a specific title for it. Okay, 
He'll probably say, hold off. Just say 2022. Okay. So, um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't announce the actual title for it. Okay. Yeah, I saw something that said Sonic Central was going to be it, but who knows? Like I said, E3 is coming around. A lot of leaks are coming out, so you don't know what's official until the actual pressures start running. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing gaming wise that I saw this week. You already brought up the the Switch Pro, um, which I I had marked as well for gaming. Um, yeah, I was gonna bring up uh, Call of Duty dropped the '80s Hero Pack, where they added uh, Rambo and John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I went eleven hours to download all this shit, and you got to pay twenty four ninety nine or twenty nine or nineteen ninety nine for each skin. Wow! <laughs> just, just give me the guy. I'm like, uh, you get the movies with that. You don't get, you, get, you don't get shit. Eleven hours to download. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I redownloaded that stuff. And you did it on the PS5 too, which is faster. Yeah, but I had to download stuff for the PS for the, uh, last year's version. The that, that's the gaming. Gaming is the biggest racket. This this. This Call of Duty Ever. is too muddy right now. <laughs> you know, you're paying twenty dollars for a character. Like, I know, you know, my son is big into gaming, and you know, all the money he spends on it. But I just know, like, even with my daughter, with her playing Roblox, like, that shit adds up. Like, yeah, um, it's insane. Like, I, that's one reason why I don't plan on buying a, a PS5. I, I just don't game anymore, and it's so expensive to do it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and then every day, every day, something's downloading. <laughs> every day, yeah, it's, yeah it takes- it's updating by itself. I'm like, <laughs> take off, mm-hmm. update off, or something. Shit. Yeah, it takes for it takes forever just to just to play something. Like I'm, you know, like I said, like I said a couple of weeks ago, give me back to where I, I plug it into an outlet. I real yeah. quick pop Easy. it in, hit start, and I play. Regardless, and, don't matter. The only time it don't work, the only time it don't work is whenever the power's out. Other than yep, that, I'm it. able to play that's my it. game. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. For a minute, I was playing the ones you plug right into the back of the TV with the controller itself. Oh, the plug and play. Controller the itself, plug yep. play. I was the on those for a minute. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that either. That, that's one of the reasons why I like the uh, the, the Nintendo Minis that came out the past couple of years. Yeah, I was just enjoying playing that. No updates with that. Just play what's on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, with that with gaming, um, let's hop over into some some TV and and movie news. Um, the Eternals movie trailer dropped earlier this week. Um, I, by the looks of it, it looks absolutely stunning and amazing. Um, it looks like it's shot different than any any other Marvel movie so far. Um, I'd say maybe the closest one to it, like visually, um, you. You could say probably Black Panther with like some some of the ways they they shot like Wakanda and that and the feel of it, but this to me seems doesn't seem like a, a your typical superhero movie just by what they showed in the trailer early on. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really excited for it. You know, I know Eternals. You could say is probably like their their first Marvel's first, I guess, true foray into characters that aren't as well known mm-hmm. unless you're reading comics um compared to to what's been released already from that standpoint but looking super super looking forward to it i didn't know you added uh kid harrington 
Yeah, I don't know much. Like, I don't know anything about the Eternal. So this is like, you know, new, new eyes, new everything yeah. for me. Seeing all the funny memes about it. Where were you? <laughs> and we we're going to ask what. Hey, that's definitely, there's definitely going to be a lot of new content for this next phase of Marvel. So a lot of new characters coming in. Yeah, um, sticking with the, the Marvel theme here, um, with that, I did see that, um, and I'm going to completely butcher her name, so I do not, you know, don't completely trash me for mispronouncing her name, but uh, I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> um, Just move on. Deny Guerrera? G U R I R A. Um, she's going to be back reprising her MCU role as Okoye in Black Panther 2. Okay. I know. I you're didn't talking see about. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I know. Um, as well as the Black Panther TV series on Disney. Plus. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't aware of the Black Panther TV series on Disney. Plus. I didn't catch that one. Um, we talked about was, that. Yeah, it's just they, it was something they added late. Is okay. it gonna be? Is it gonna be like animated or is it gonna be? No, it's gonna be a live action. It's gonna live be action. live action. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think so, I think Black Panther two will come out first, and then and then later this, on will this be the series, series will be after that. Okay. Yeah. So you're probably looking at a couple years from now. Yeah. So there, there's that news there. Um, and then I saw. DC for uh, Green Lantern. Jimmy Irvine confirms Alan Scott casting for HBO Max series. So it looks like DC is going to be jumping into the the series show world on HBO Max um, with Green Lantern. And sticking uh, with DC, uh, Teen Titans is Teen Titans season three. Is slated to release in August. Okay. Yeah. Titans. Titans. Yeah, Titans. Titans. Okay. Season three. Yeah. I wonder when that was coming back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More hiatus. Is that on HBO Max to watch? Yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah. So that was that was some DC news there. Um, some other quick other quick hitters that I saw TV wise um, this week. I saw. The Garbage Pail Kids, those of you that are our <laughs> age, Garbage Pail Kids uh, is getting an animated series on HBO Max, um, and it's in development from Danny McBride. So I think that'll be that'll be good. That'll be interesting. That yeah, be, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you yeah, Garbage Pail Kids, if you if you if you grew yeah. up in the eighties, that that yeah, those were like. You know those cards were hot. Those cards were hot. Those were <laughs> like our those, those were our Pokemon cards. Like, yeah, those, those were hot. <laughs> and then it translate value wise to now as far as the money Pokemon cards are worth. But <laughs> if you had yeah, garbage pell kids, man, you you had all those. Um I think we still have a Kim Kardashian one hanging up at work. <laughs> <laughs> they still do they still it's do a different stuff. garbage pell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there's that. And then um, lastly, what I had uh, for for movies and that um, there is a new Lord of the Rings movie reportedly in development and will all will be about the fall of uh, Morgoth or Morgoth. 
I, I don't know. It. I didn't watch Lord of the Rings. I, so. I know Amazon's putting out a series. And I think they're supposed to be spending like millions of like $400 million on the series or something like that. So I don't know if that's going to have any tie-ins or not. Yeah. I don't, you know, I didn't, um, I watched the three of them while I was on my two week vacation and they were so boring. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I it wasn't was just, either. Man, they were boring. Like those types of movies, the the books to me are better than the movies. So, like, I'd rather spend the time reading the books than sitting through a four hour movie with that stuff in it. Just my opinion, but I'm lazy. I'm the opposite. If there's a movie to watch instead of reading the long ass book. <laughs> Never once read a Harry do, Potter book, but I saw every movie. Once you introduce magic and spells, I'm out. <laughs> so you don't uh, like Doctor Strange then? You didn't like WandaVision then? You didn't like WandaVision? You didn't like WandaVision then? Women. That's all I had from, from TV and, and that movies this week that I saw that came out. I just had one. Um, we talk, kind of talked about last week, but it was official this week that Amazon is, has purchased MGM or will be purchasing MGM for I think eight point three billion dollars. Yep, a little, little shy of the uh, the rumor nine billion last week. So um, the the broccoli family that uh, runs the Bond franchise they did come out and say even though MGM is being bought um, that the Bond movie will still get a theatrical release in the fall. Uh, nothing's going to change on that, but. I don't even know if uh, it, it really depends on Amazon's money and what they decide to do. Cause so many of their uh, streaming contracts are out there already. And I don't know if they're going to have access to all the bond movies right away or if that'll be something that, cause like, I know, I think stars had them. I think TBS had them at one point, some others. Um, so I don't know who, if they'll be able to access it right away or not. Yeah. I think in uh, the little, little release I saw, it was like over 4,000, some movies and, I forget how many hours of, of television or whatever. Um, yeah, there were some TV shows I didn't know that they own. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of content in there. I forgot um, the Rocky series was a part of that. that too. Rocky yeah, the Rocky and Creed. Yeah, I forgot all about that. that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that. So I mean, this is just this is just Bezos uh, continuing his takeover of everything. Uh, <laughs> this will be his, I guess, in a way, this is kind of like his, his last hurrah, because I think I saw that he's going to step down July 5th. Well, yeah, so. that, and I mean, he, he already, he already got in the NFL um, with, with the TV rights there with getting, you know, Thursday night games um, on, to be shown live on prime. So this upcoming season, I believe he gets nine. I want to say eight or nine games out wow, of the seventeen yeah. game schedule. So if you don't well, you have prime, games. yeah, you're not you're not going to be able to watch those Thursday night game. That's crazy. Um, you know, maybe maybe this year with it being the first year, they they still, you know, do like a um, I want to say a simulcast, but you know what I mean. Have mm-hmm. whether it's on NFL Network or whatever. But yeah, he he got part of the package, so. Um, they wouldn't let him in as an owner. Uh, he's like, all right, you don't want me to own yeah. a team. Then uh, I'll buy TV rights. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy TV rights and and, mm-hmm. and have all your games <laughs> on you my know, platform. <laughs> on my platform. So I don't understand why they didn't want him as an owner. You know, I know they're you need the money for it, and he's definitely got the money for it. 
that, that's all. Well, rumor like was he thing. rumor rumor was he was he was going to buy the the Washington football team. Um, you know, with all the all the stuff, allegations and and accusations and scandals that Dan Snyder and that ownership crew has come under over the last couple of years. Um, it was rumored to be that that he would come in and purchase them, but looks like Snyder's going to retain ownership moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, and the NFL, man, the NFL is real particular about who they let buy yeah, a franchise. Yeah. You know that. You know it's one of the Trump tried getting in there for the longest time. Um, they wouldn't let him in. Mark Cuban's tried getting in. They wouldn't let him get in. Um, and now Bezos, it, it, it appears to be the same thing here. So um, we'll see because there are rumors to be, I believe, the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams are both rumored to be up for sale right now. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes about here in the future. But they, it's really hard to get in on an NFL franchise. Yeah, it seemed like real particular. It seemed like they like that old money better than the new money. They like the family base old money. Yeah, but Bezos got new money that's never gonna <laughs> yeah. run out. No, like, I got that. <laughs> so there's that. Um, one other thing, Jay. I thought I'd bring this up for you since you you you're a bit of a sneakerhead here. Um, the Orlando Nike Air Penny One returns. So the pennies that were one of the hottest shoes we had growing up. You know, you had the pennies, you had, um, what else? The Barry Sanders, Griffey's. Grand, Grand um, Hills. Grand Hills. I see you know. a post about that was like uh, yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, so it's, uh, so they'll, they'll be returning for the first time since 2011. Um, so don't know what, what price tag they'll have. Um, they still look just as good as they did whenever I was younger. Like, I still might have to go out and cop a pair. I, <laughs> I would say they'll probably be anywhere between like one thirty and one sixty, is what I would guess. If I still Are had, them, if I still, if my brother still had them, and they were in good condition, I'd still be rocking Barclays, Weber's, Weber's, the Pippins. Pippins. With those heavy ones you're talking about are those the ones that have like the air written in them, or were those the, like the foam? Know what you was gonna say there. Well, say that again, Donald. You froze. Oh, uh, were the pennies you guys talking about? Were those the ones that have the air written in the side of the shoe, or were those the foam looking ones? Not the no, foam. They, okay. They were the. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep my eye out on them. Hopefully, all the bots don't buy those up. Uh, <laughs> and try to resell them for four or five hundred. I might have to get my brother-in-law, who's who's big into the shoe game. He 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 he's done his stuff there. Um, I might have to get him on there to to get me a pair, um, without trying to get them at regular cost and not and not the black market raised up price. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have a connection. Yeah, but those 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 probably would go in my top five of like shoes growing up that were like hot to have. Like I said, I put those up there with the Griffies, which came out again a couple years ago. Um, the Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders shoes and cleats were hot back in the day. Um, but yeah, so that was a little bit of sneaker news I found. I thought I'd bring up to you.
Anybody got anything else for the intro before we get into Bell to Bell this week? Usher's Confessions. He's coming up with a, a, a what is it, a part two. Yeah, that's been rumored to be that, that's been rumored to be um, coming up. Yeah, it was supposed to be. It's oh, like a detox. Ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forever. Yeah, there's a, there's that. Um, yeah, uh, there's that. We got versus. We got the rematch between Swiss Beats and Timberland um, tomorrow night and Sunday. So a rematch. Um, yeah, rematch between them two. Basically, it's going to be a live concert in Miami. Oh, pretty much what it's going to be. Um, there's that. Um, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy signed up for for a versus battle. They didn't announce the date on that. Um, trying to think of anything else big music wise that I saw. <coughs> Obviously, J Cole's album still doing really well. Um, but yeah, there was a couple things in music that that I saw and had caught my eye, but. All right, anybody got anything else for the intro? Nope. nope. All right, let's hop into Bell to Bell. Time going on Bell to Bell this week, as usual. Like I said in the intro, uh, we did AEW last night, so we won't be talking about anything from that promotion during Bell to Bell this week. Um, the big news, I guess, that broke, which sent the internet into a tizzy yesterday, was the... Rumors report, uh, I believe the Wrestling Observer was the first one to, to report on it and break it. But um, rumor to be is that WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling are in contact for an exclusive partnership between the two companies. Mm-hmm. Right now, New Japan has working relationship with AEW and Impact Wrestling. Um, so we will see what comes about this. Um, what are your guys' thoughts first hearing the news? Um, to me, this is a this is Vince McMahon saying, uh, hey, Tony Khan, watch how it's really done. And stepping in and, and flexing his WWE power. Um, I think the only benefit to New Japan going exclusively with WWE is just from a sheer um, exposure standpoint, given WWE's global scope would be to me like the the main positive thing which new new japan has tried to get exposure here in the states for a long time mm-hmm. um but yeah what do you guys think about this is it good is it bad is it a, is it a way towards wwe actually getting into the forbidden door and, and starting to work with companies instead of just acquiring them which has been their history um not too many companies that they've actually worked with side by side without acquiring them. I'll be surprised if this actually happens. Part of the rumor that I heard with this is that they were it was part of Daniel Bryan's deal, like to get him to resign that, you know, he wanted to work over there. So they were trying to work out a deal that he could work over there, maybe bring some uh some talent over here. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I don't think it it's gonna happen is one, Vince doesn't care about anybody else but his own people. And two, he doesn't especially whenever the real talent that's in New Japan if they have any trouble on the mic, he doesn't, he needs you to talk on the mic and how is he going to put you on TV if you can't address the audience? And those are, that's, that's my two biggest uh, concerns with the whole thing that makes me think that it's, it's not going to happen or, or it could already be dead in the water. Cause there, there've been talks, you know, NXT and evolve talking a little while back and then 
It came out not long after the rumor broke that up. That died months ago. Yeah, but they bought Evolve. They acquired Evolve. So who, who was it? Maybe it wasn't MLW. Evolve. MLW. 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 That was the one. Yeah. MLW was yeah, um, NXT and MLW were were in talks, and then that that fizzled out rather quickly for whatever reasons. Um, I think the like you brought up the point of of New Japan stars not being able to address the audience, which would kind of sour Vince on doing this. Um, that to me, that's the whole reason the audience. So the the audience that watches WWE, they tend to only watch WWE and don't mm-hmm. really watch anything else. Which is why you know stars that come over from New Japan haven't really panned out to the way that they should have. Case in point, Shinsuke. Um, to me, Shinsuke should be way bigger star in WWE than what he is, and should have had a better run than what he's had in WWE um, to this up to this point. Who do you blame on that? You blame the fans, or do you blame Vince for the star power? I think it's I think it's such an uphill battle with Vince to begin with that I don't even know if they get the chance to get their full shot with the fans. Yeah. Because you have like your diehard fans that are in NXT that loved him. And then you have your diehard fans. And I get not all fans on the main roster are gonna know who he is. Only the diehard fans would that watch NXT or watch New Japan. But that's what I'm saying. That mm-hmm. audience is so small because they're so WWE based. They don't watch anything else. Yeah. So if, you know what I mean. If, you know there are exceptions to the rule. Obviously, um, you know AJ is an exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not a a New Japan based talent or a mm-hmm. Japanese star coming over. Um, even if you go back in the history, like. Japanese stars that come over, they've had way more success in WCW than they had in W, you know, WWE back in the day. Yeah. Um, and Bischoff, for what it was worth, whether or not you agreed with all the stuff he did during his time there running WCW, he did highlight and and push stars from from New Japan um, and Japanese wrestlers in general. So you had you know Lager get over, you know. Um, Eugene Nagata, you had you had all those those stars. Um, Ultimo, Ultimo Dragon, like WWE for whatever it's worth. Whoever they brought over at the time, they just it just never never worked, never panned out. And you know, is that a completely on Vince? No, but I think his history has shown that he's not gonna fully invest in a talent that, as you said, can't talk on the mic to connect with an audience. I mean, it's even like, and this could part of, be part of it too. Like when AJ came in, AJ said, you know, I, I came in, I thought I had some really good matches after say like his third match. He said, Vince pulled him to the side and said, I got a bunch of guys in the back. I can do the exact same thing you just did out there. What can you give in the ring? That's different from them. So he thought he was putting on his best foot forward in the ring. But it was just, it, in Vince's eyes, it wasn't. And so he had to do something different in order to catch Vince's eye. And I don't know if that's the whole situation with a lot of these guys that come over from other countries and different territories. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, Kenta, Kenta's run, Hideo Tommy's run, that was kind of marred more by injury than yeah. not necessarily him having a chance. So 
I know he's spoken about how frustrated he was, you know, not only with the injuries, but just with, with the whole process um, during his time with WWE. Cause he never got a shot in the main roster just with so many injuries. I don't know, Jay, you know, WWE staying here with this, this room of relationship exclusive with new Japan. I don't care what. I watch New Japan just because you guys have food. <laughs> See, there we go. That's the that's the prime he said, example. He said what Steve was talking about. It's the prime example of a WWE fan who don't watch nothing else with WWE. I watch AEW because you because you covered a pod. You said that last. Like, you said it last night. <laughs> we talked about it. We talked about it last night too. Like. That's why I said, like, I, I don't see the benefit if New Japan, from a company standpoint, looking at your options, if you want to get exposure mm-hmm. and you're looking to build a base here in the States, I think your best route for doing that is to continue your relationship with AEW and Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, to me, it's not worth getting in, getting into bed with the WWE. And I mean, it would be the two you- biggest companies. Sorry, Dom. Go ahead, Chris. You can uh, it would be the two biggest companies getting into wrestling together, but yeah, I, I don't think it, it would be the payoff that we want to see. I think it would be a lot more like when they bought WCW and how terrible that went. I think it would be treated very similar. They would end up buying New Japan, but I think no, I think I'm not saying that. I just think like the stories that we got, how bad that was. I think we get something similar. And to me, I think this screams of. WWE's play to get in the Japan. You know, that the they've been trying mm-hmm. to with NXT expand. You know, you have NXT UK. I don't know if they're still planning on doing NXT India. There were rumors that NXT Japan or NXT China were were, you know, they were trying to set up shop there. So like I don't see this. This is WWE working their their own angle for what they want. But who knows what that actually is? But I, to me, it's not like, hey, we're actually going to work together to benefit the business. This is us working. This is us working with you to to get what uh, whatever our end goal is. Isn't that any promotion? To work their own end to work their own yeah. to benefit the business. To work like to own. me. To me, AEW and Impact working with New Japan and and AAA and these other promotions. To me, that's them. If it's nobody but AEW, that's not true. Impact had it. Impact's had its highest pay per view buys in forever since they started working with AEW and with Omega and that. They've had more. They, I mean, I'll agree with Jason on this one. I don't think this whole AEW Impact working relationship has done anything for Impact. It might have given some buys, but. For, buys, for buys, clicks, views, getting more eyes on Impact Wrestling. That's what it's done so far. Tommy Dreamer's been on Busted Open and talked about this before. Not that they started working. I don't, think, it, I don't it. think it's helped the product at all. Not the daily shows. They had their what? The first show Omega showed up, had numbers, and then it just fizzled back out. Well, it wasn't you. Were, you weren't going to get it to stay at fifty-five thousand people on Twitch each week, like they've. But they've yeah. averaged. They've averaged double where they were normally at. And you're not even getting mentioned on the main promotion. But Tony Khan's come out and talked about that too. 
So like, I I I don't think it's just AEW work. Like, what's the benefit for AEW to work with Impact? Honestly, what it, what what purpose does that serve them? You get gallows and the belt collector gimmick. That's it. I think that's all it's really for is just so that the friends no, can work to, together again. Just to circle to circle back to to the original point here where you know you you said Jay, you said it's everybody working their own angle. Well yeah. what, what's AEW's angle for working with Impact, for working with New Japan, for working with Triple A R. What what is the what is their angle in that besides wanting to benefit the business and, and work to to create better wrestling? To get out of the <clears throat> Huh? To grow their brand. You bring in New Japan talent, you're going to bring in more, uh, more eyes. Acquire a more company. global brand. Hmm? Like to, to me, WWE has only worked with people that they've ended up wanting to, to acquire and purchase. And that goes all the way back to the territory days. Yeah. And that's, that's, why like- been, that, that's why it got as big as it did. But I mean, there hasn't been a promotion that WWE has worked with where that promotion benefited and is still around. Literally, every promotion WWE has ever worked with is 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 out of business, and they've acquired them. Except and NWA. Probably, yeah. And that's how it's probably going to be with AEW. You think the WWE is going to eventually acquire AEW? No, AEW and uh, I'm not saying they're going to acquire them, but it's for it's for self benefiting purposes. It's not for wrestling as a whole. So everything that they've that that anybody has has said when they've come out and talked about it, as far as wanting it to benefit the business and <laughs> to to be another option, is is not to me to you. That's just everybody working. Yeah, working everybody. Yeah. Nobody's in it strictly for the business. I don't think AEW was started for, with that purpose. I don't think that's why the promotion, you know, came up and developed into being a promotion. What? It, it started up. The AEW started up as an alternative product. They wanted. They saw that there was there was a place in the market for another wrestling company mm-hmm. that. All these talents that didn't get a shot or were overlooked, whatever the case may be, could come together and put on a solid product that fans will enjoy that's an alternative to the only product that was around for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that's how the company developed and how it got off the ground and why it got started. So you're saying in less than two years that – that mission statement, that mindset has changed to let's work with New Japan, let's work with Impact, let's work with AAA in the hopes of acquiring them. Not acquiring, to take just, out our competition. Not acquiring them, but just it it doesn't benefit the other three. But it doesn't, you, it doesn't benefit the little companies. It benefits. I'm also not take, sure if you would if we wouldn't have had COVID if this would have happened anyways. I think that was a big thing that. You know, talent was limited on all for impact for AEW, and they needed something to do. You know, they needed some talent to come in. And I'm not saying what now that COVID's over, it's going to go away, but I think that's the reason why it started. 
Uh, see, I don't think COVID was the reason why it started. I think AEW all along were looking to have a working relationship with other companies. Your you, your top stars were were indie or or take away Cody and Kenny, but like most of your stars there are, are indie darlings and indie sensations that know the benefits of working with in all these different promotions and traveling from place to place to place. Like to me, I think they just went into it with a completely different mindset of, Hey, it works really well when we can go from ROH to PWG, to CZW to IWC to, you know, all these different promotions, house of hardcore, like it, it benefits. It benefits you. All of that benefits you. They're taking that they're taking that model of benefiting them to build, you know, to get a name, get established, be seen by more eyes. And they're expounding upon that and saying, okay, this is the benefit of doing it this way. So as a company, let's try to do that from whatever sense that we can. You spin it how you want. Everybody's in it for themselves, man. Got jaded on Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're, I mean, you're so like, you're literally saying that no, like, and I know the wrestling business gets the, 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 the rap of just, you know, uh, carnies and snakes and, and everything else. And it's always about me instead of we, um, but I don't, from everything that's been done so far, now and this may change over the course of time, but from everything that's been done so far, and this is still evolving and still rolling out before our eyes, so we're commentating on it live as it as it's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't see the me over we mentality so far. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think it's it's still working as as we, and you know. Triple A R, we don't get that benefit of, of watching that unless you, you know, you watch the Spanish version. So like, can't really see the the true impact in that. Um, but Conan's talked about it from time. I mean, they just announced you know Omega and Andrade to to main event Triple A R. That's been finalized. So like, you don't think that that benefits both and companies? Do Do you see the belt going back? Honestly, that you may, depending on how this evolves, like between now and August, with with the storyline with Kenny, I wouldn't be mad if if Andrade wins it and takes it back to to Triple A. If they do that, then I'll believe in we uh we over me. Because what I think in August that will be two years that Kenny's held the title. Yeah, he held so. that belt for. I was yeah. just about to ask you, like, how long have you held that belt? But the whole, but one of those years complete is was completely exonated because of COVID, so you yeah. can't even yeah. count that. I don't think he would have held the belt as long as he has. You know, I think he would. I think he would have lost the belt. I mean, he's only defended it what twice. It, Phoenix I, I, and I Phoenix know. and Phoenix and Laredo Kid were the only two title defenses that I that I can remember that he's had. Just due to the travel restrictions and not being yeah. able to go over there, so like, 
would it be smart for him to drop it to Andrade so it's actually back in Mexico and and they're able to to do more with it in the promotion itself? Yeah, but again, we don't know what the travel restrictions and what everything's going to look like come August. Mm. I mean, you may be able to travel back and forth as long as you're vaccinated or whatever the case may be. Like, so that could lead to Omega doing more more shots down there for for pay per views and defending the title more. Oh, this is something that's again. It's an ever evolving thing that's going to change. Dynamics are going to shift. New things are going to come into play as as we go through it. You know, twenty five years from now, we can look back on it just like how we look back on the Monday Night Wars and the purchase and everything else, and and you can see where the mistakes were made and who went wrong where and who was actually looking out for me instead of we like all that stuff will come to light eventually. Um, but right now, just from what's been done in the almost two years that AEW has been around, they've completely shifted the landscape in pro wrestling. I mean, it working with other it'll be interesting to see. Like it, it, it really would be if WWE is willing to open up and it takes one man, you know, one guy in control to say, okay, let's see what this is. I'm talking about everybody. I'm not just talking about New Japan. I'm talking about everybody getting together. That would be interesting to see. And that was kind of the whole thing whenever the Bucks and Omega and, and Cody left New Japan. The, the president at that time said he didn't want to work with anybody. You know, he was kind of hurt over them leaving after he wanted to build them up here on the U.S. program. Um, so now that they have a new guy in charge over there. You know, things can change because it all depends on who's running the show. And you don't think the NWA's benefited? With AEW, with their women's title and and Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa being on AEW, you don't think that's helped the NWA at all? Uh, I think it's helped Thunder Rosa. So uh, the NWA itself, you don't think that's it's helped at all? Yeah. To have the exposure of of their women's title with the the two champions that they've had have been arguably two of the best wrestlers, women's wise, in in the past year. Um. It doesn't do anything for the promotion. It's just strictly for the wrestlers themselves. Yep. I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that being the case. But because it's. I mean, are you tuning in I, to the NWA? Yeah. I I don't watch the NWA just because I don't pay for the subscription for fight. And when so they like do this, it's not. And they do the same thing with Impact. Like you're you you have them on, but they're not promoting the company they're promoting the championship they're promoting something but they're not promoting the company at all but and the, champion, the championship it. is the company and at least with you're, that, not, you're not hearing on there like hey you know you like serena deep in this match you can watch her on nwa power each week or something like that you're not getting that you're not finding out like the casual fan that's tuning into AEW if they don't know where to find nwa they're not they're not learning any of that but i will say at least in that one you're getting their stars on AEW Impact, you're just getting Luke, you're just getting Gallows and Anderson. You're not going to see Rich Swan. You're not going to see Moose. Yet we haven't seen them yet. Yeah. So if you haven't, I want to say if you haven't seen them by now, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. I they kind of lost me on whenever for the build up for. Rich Swan, Kenny Omega. 
Hmm. When there wasn't an equal sided booking for that, it, it kind of made me lose interest. Like, it, oh, you always, you didn't get anything about Kenny Omega going over to Impact. Like, yeah, you got him with the title afterwards, but you didn't really hear, like, hey, Kenny Omega is going to fight for the Impact title this weekend. You know, make sure you tune in and watch that. I get that's probably money that needs to be exchanged in order for that stuff to happen, but that should be happening. Like, to promote both sides. It wasn't Rich Swan on there like one time just for a quick brawl? On Impact? No. Uh, on, on AEW? On, yeah, on Dynamite. He no. wasn't on there? Okay. No. Who was? Someone was, though. Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, always. <laughs> or am I thinking of whenever Kenta came on? You're thinking of when Kenta came on. Okay. Yeah. But I don't. I just say, like I like we say, it, it'll just be interesting on on how it continues to to unfold. Um, again, it's live it, live real time reactions. So, mm-hmm. um, you guys seem to be souring on it more than I am at this point in time. But again, I think with with restrictions being, you know, lessened and and things starting to come back to to somewhat normal and, and touring wise now and travel the whole nine yards. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see some stuff. I mean, I, I think, think something that helps you out too, is that you're an impact fan. Like you like watching the product where like I watch an episode of impact here and there and it does nothing for me. Yeah, no, you know, I, I, I do like impact. Nate, you know, they, they had, um, wrestling wise. I enjoy it. Like, uh, you entertainment wise now. Kojima was out this week on Impact, you know, and 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 challenged Joe Doring, and it's like, why did he come out and challenge Joe Doring? And it's like, well, they they have history together in Japan, and that was brought up and alluded to on the show. So like, it's like, okay, let me go back and and see what this history is about. So then it's yeah. getting, you know what I mean? Like it's Impact is Impact. I will say this out of out of the the working relationships from an Impact standpoint, from what I've seen so far. Impact in New Japan, and this I don't know what New Japan is doing on their show as far as promoting Impact, you know. But Finn Juice was over there with the belts, traveling, defending mm-hmm. the belts. Mm-hmm. Um, Impact in New Japan, I think, have benefited more from each other than AEW and Impact. If you're just comparing those three, mm-hmm. with Impact yeah. being the the common ground, I think New Japan and, and Impact so far have, have benefited each other more than AEW and Impact. So now were they always in talks there? No, they haven't always been in talks. Okay. And it, and I'm surprised the talks so and this comes back to the to the invisible hand himself. I think Don Callis probably played a huge role in in all three of these companies working together. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, of his time that. in because of his time in New Japan as a commentator. Um, obviously he was you know a vice president of impact wrestling with him and Scott Demore, but he's he's finished up in that role um and, and is rumored to be going over to AEW full time as a performer. And then obviously with Ken, his relationship with Kenny from New Japan and working mm-hmm. with AEW. So um I don't know. Years me, ago, TNA had a working relationship with New Japan, and I'm talking like mid 2000s time frame. 
you know, so like they would talent was coming over here, appearing on impact. They were going over there defending belts on uh wrestle kingdom and stuff. So they ha- they have worked in the past, but that's, they have, but they, they also eras of people in charge too. Yeah. And that, and that was a, that was a sour relationship that mm-hmm. has now turned back around because impact, you know, ru- wasted Okada. They wasted mm-hmm. Nakamura. Like they didn't handle talent right when they came over and it soured the relationship to where they stopped working together. And, now again, different people in charge, like you said, Chris, led to led to these relationships now. So I think if, if COVID never would have hit, and we're having the same discussion now, if COVID would have never have hit last year, I think this discussion is completely different because I think more things would have transpired between now and then. Hmm. Or I think if we have this discussion a year from now it'll look completely different based off of what's transpired. So I think the more things open up, the more, the more people are allowed to travel and and do different things. I think we'll, we'll start to see hopefully what, what turns out to be something that's good for the business. Who knows? It can completely fall apart. Yeah. You know, and it will make for one hell of a documentary at some point in time. (laughs) Dark side of the ring. Season twenty, <laughs> <laughs> like Jason mentioned too, uh, with New Japan and uh, WWE, he said that there was uh, like there's two different styles, like completely together. So how would they mesh with their styles too? Yeah, and I- Impact and AEW, I think, are closer to the wrestling style of New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that you know, again, that's that's some would some would say that's pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like again, the the styles match up better with those companies working together. Um, do you think if this New Japan and WWE relationship does happen, if it does, I think it's sour. It, I think it sours and shits the bed on everything. Do you would do you think it would be better if they didn't use main roster and did only NXT and New Japan? Do you think that would be a better relationship than putting the talent on the main roster? I do because the NXT fans are closer to AEW fans. They're closer to that 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 true smart mark fan yeah. crowd. But again, again, NXT fans are very loyal to NXT and only watch NXT. And you you saw that I I saw that firsthand on Wednesday night Twitter between both NXT and AEW. If mm. you were NXT that hard. You shit on everything that AEW did. <laughs> and if you're an AEW diehard, you shit on everything NXT did. See, I think the I think the problem, especially with fans, and this is this is a, a broader scope problem with here in the US, but you don't have to pick a side with everything. Enjoy it all. Yeah. You can enjoy it all. And that's the whole point, I think, of what this working relationship is. It's to bring eyes to different talent from different areas across the world to show wrestling is wrestling. You can enjoy it no matter who it is. You don't have to strictly be a WWE guy. You don't have to strictly be an AEW girl. Like you can just be a wrestling fan and enjoy wrestling from other promotions. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And hopefully that's the place that we get to. You know, but the internet wrestling community is extremely toxic at times, and people 
continue to, like I say, show on each other and, and <laughs> wave the flag at her side. Wave the flag at their side. <laughs> the, the one thing that I'll give NXT, because I mean, the NXT diehard fans, you know, whenever, especially whenever they were just at full sale all the time taping. Um, I went down there for one of their pay per views, you know, when they first started in 2014. And, you know, when I, I was there when Kenta debuted at that takeover, and the fans just absolutely ate that shit up. You know, it's like, and they're diehard fans. So I think that they do, there are enough diehards that are there that watch other stuff other than just NXT. But mm-hmm. um, I, just the, the short of it, I just think it would be a better working relationship as NXT New Japan instead of main roster WWE New Japan. I, I would agree with that based on based on NXT's history. I mean, you saw the success with Shinsuke. Kenta was what he was until he got hurt there. Mm-hmm. The the women that have the women that have come over, um, you know, from Japan, whether it's Oscar, Kyrie Sane, now you have Sorry, um, you know, like those have all been big stars in NXT, and uh, yeah, that would Triple be H would treat it so much different than what Vince would. And to me, even that's a different style of wrestling. Yeah. And for this game, it's just like the main roster is more like slow it down. Sports entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Sports stop, entertainment. Stop, stop Which, pose for the camera. You know, mm-hmm. get this shot. That's the move, process it. Oh, shit. Then move on to the next thing instead of just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Which is why I don't get the hate between AEW and NXT fans. Like, you, you guys are watching the. The, the same type of wrestling, yeah. essentially, it, 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 and a lot of and a lot of the people that are in NXT are your indie darlings that have traveled around mm-hmm. and come from other places. So, like to me, you should be that would make you be a fan of both even more than this divisiveness where it's one side or the other, and it's just like for know, me, for me overall, it's, it's production. It's it's just it's just one guy. (laughs) It's just one guy, the guy at the top. (laughs) He's the decision maker for everything. Yeah. So, all right. Now that we 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 jumped down that rabbit hole, um, let's get back on track. Since you brought up Dark Side of the Ring, and and I mentioned documentaries here, of Ultimate Warrior. for those of you that watched A&E's documentary on Sunday night, and then Thursday night was Dark Side of the Rings documentary, Becoming Warrior. Um, two drastically different takes on the same man. Um, Dana Warrior came out um, and was in support of the A&E documentary. She was a huge part of it. His girls were a huge part of that documentary. Mm-hmm. Um None of those three individuals were on the Dark Side of the Ring documentary. They went with Warrior's first wife as being kind of the main person to talk on the Dark Side of the Ring documentary. Um, and obviously, with it being Dark Side of the Ring, they tend to stick to the the darker sides of wrestling. So you're getting more of the the negative stuff and mm-hmm. instead of the, the positive stuff. Um, and then Dana had her little uh, WWE soundbite which I'm pretty sure that they fed her saying that dark side of the ring smut and filth, which dark side, which dark side of the ring turned around and put a shirt up on pro wrestling tees, smut and filth. Oh, so um, that's where it came from. Yeah. That's where it came from. Yes. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> that sounds so much like Vince more than it sounds like anybody else. <laughs> yeah, Smart and Filth. And uh, shameless show plug here. Uh, speaking of pro wrestling tees, go over to our pro wrestling tees store, prowrestlingtees.com slash dumbmarkspod and get 20% off all your Dumb Marks merch. We have the newly the newly launched Dumb Marks After Dark shirt there on the left. So go out there, cop that, and support the show. We appreciate you guys use the promo code. What was that code again? Memorial. Memorial. 20% off um, now through 1 p.m. on Monday, May 31st. Um, but, yeah, the documentaries itself. In this plug, by the way. Oh, that was great. <laughs> it. it was perfect. It was working it, working it. it I'm, I'm starting starting to get good with this whole talking <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? Got a face for radio, but we're live podcasting, so it is what it is. Um, no, but back to the documentaries. Warrior has always been one of the most, I guess, complex individuals that you hear being talked about in the wrestling business. Um, he's up there on on the short list of people, rightly or wrongly. Um, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, Cornette, and and Jr. and you know, pretty much everybody else on there basically said Warrior couldn't wrestle for a lick, and the only reason why he got where he got was because of his look. He couldn't cut a promo. He he couldn't wrestle. Couldn't do anything. It was because of his body and Vince saw that body and saw the intensity and that music and launched a rocket onto him and put him up there and to be the guy that was going to take over Hogan's spot, which he did Mm -hmm. after only being in the business for five years. Mm -hmm. Couldn't cut a promo. I like those promos back then. (laughs) It's like, they made no sense. As but a kid, it was like it, it was like oh, this is great. Get you excited for the as match a, as a kid. Yeah, as a kid, it was great. As yeah. a kid, but if you if you if you go back if you go back to yourself being six, seven, eight years old watching Warrior, it wasn't the words that drawed you to the promo. It was his intensity. It was his yeah. It was the presentation. Like so, yeah. Like as kids, it was like. Fucking a, like it's warrior, like let's go. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was Bischoff that said on uh, Dark Side is he was a guy that looked like a superhero with the big muscles, the, the color, and everything, and that's what got kids excited. He was a real life superhero. Yeah, is, is Ultimate Warrior. He was he was you know Thor brought to life, you know, and 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 was actually portrayed that way. I mean. WWE set him up for success, right? They put every major talent in front of him. Matches were short, sweet to the point. They built him up to the point where Hogan went. He went over on Hogan, and then after that, whether it was you know Warriors doing booking decisions, whatever the case may be, um, it just fell apart. <laughs> <Hogan>. mm. <laughs> Hey, he denies everything. Hey, and he made up in the end. Hey, you don't have to cough. You just can say it. <laughs> well, what, one of the things, one of the things that I found interesting that came out of that the Dark Side of the Ring documentary was Jake Roberts, who was on Dark Side of the Ring. He was one of the main. Roberts was he was going to go with Warrior and and take the belt off Warrior. He was mm-hmm. going to get his chance at being champ, and. Right before that, you know, Warrior writes this letter to Vince. Uh, 
essentially holding them up, saying, I want to be paid, you know, 500K downside. I want merch money the same as Hogan. I want all these things. And Vince fired him <laughs> during SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He came running back, you know, chased Papa Shango and them through the through the curtain and walked into Vince's office. And Vince handed him a letter back and fired mm-hmm. him right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. Which Jake, Jake said, I held that up until, you know, we made up at the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So Jake held that for 20 years, 15 years, 20 years. Um, I mean, because that's the way those guys looked at it back in the day. Whenever you didn't get your spot, you know, some, you someone money. took that away from you, you took the money out of their pocket. Yeah. And that's what Jake said. Jake yeah. said, I, I, was, I was about to make the most money I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And this son of a bitch fucked it up for me. Right. <laughs> it's basically what he said. <laughs> So yeah, it was just the the A and E was more positive. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're looking at light, they did touch on some of the dark stuff, like the you know the the infamous speech he gave in in 2005, which led to WWE putting out the the destruction of the Ultimate Warrior DVD, um, mm-hmm. so they could you know keep the company and him that at arm's distance and separate themselves um, from that. So hey, he was a complex man, complex individual um, that went through a lot, you know, his end goal from, I guess, from both documentaries that, that I got was he wanted to be rich and famous mm-hmm. and, you know, he got to be Not rich it. and famous mm-hmm. But it was just interesting, you know, again, I, especially with these two docs because they were in the same week, um, just seeing the individuals that spoke on both, who spoke on Warrior's behalf. Both had both had Warrior himself in, in the documentary talking at different points in time. Um, but, yeah, it was just – it was very interesting to see that and, and how it played out. I was thinking about something this week and, and and it could be like a sign of age. Like whenever he, when warrior went to WCW in 98, you know, to, to do all that stuff with Hogan, the NWO, like I look back on that and I think like, wow, like in my mind, he was there for a long time. You know, like 98 felt like a long time then for me. All of it felt like, like, (laughs) it's like, now I look back and go like, if I shit on somebody now that's in the WWE or another company for like a month, it's just like, what was the point of that? Well, that's essentially all he was really there for. Like, it, like, I don't know if it's just back then, like time goes goes slower and now it was more fast for me or just watching more stuff now. But it's like, even whenever he was in WWE for in 96, when he came back, it felt like a long time then for me. But yeah. in reality, he was there for like three months. Yeah, Bish- I believe it was Bischoff. Yeah. I believe it was Bischoff on the dark side said, you know, he was a, a point in a moment in time. Yeah. So longevity wise, he didn't have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have the, the career flair had from a land longevity standpoint or Michael's or whatever. It was, it was a, a blip for a specific point in time. And that was it. As fast as he came in was as fast as he gone out. But the fact that he was there for that short amount of time, and is still looked on and revered the way that he is from fans that are our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just goes to show you how 
how you much you how can good no. yeah how good WWE was back then at making somebody a star. I mean, I I think we've talked about on the show before. The reason I started watching, the reason I got into wrestling was Ultimate Warrior. The first Mm -hmm. match I ever watched was Hogan Warrior WrestleMania Mm VI. That match, seeing the Ultimate Warrior, got me, became the fan. And it's just like, and I sit there and look back. So that was the end. That was that was the end of the run. (laughs) More (laughs) title run for that year. Because when did he? Because I mean, looking back now, he won the Intercontinental Title off a Honky Tonk Man. What was that? SummerSlam '88. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he had like year and a half, two years, roughly there before he got his title run. Yeah. And then he uh, dropped. He won it at Mania, and he dropped it at Summerslam. No, he dropped it at Rumble. Slaughter was Slaughter, Slaughter was, Rumble. was Rumble. Yeah. yeah. So that's seven. That's seven, eight month run. Yeah. Um, forever. That was that. <laughs> it didn't seem forever. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I, mean, I was trying week. to get at. It feels like week. it was you so much longer. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. is true too. Yeah. You see it wrestling every day, and it's like, yeah. like it just it felt like like such a long time whenever I was a kid. And mm-hmm. here you look back, and it was a blip, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. was pre-raw. That was all superstars set Saturday morning. Yeah, and you didn't even see them every week. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you saw Warrior what maybe once a month, if that. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, I mean it. You know, there's plenty of docs out there on Warrior. Um, they, these two, I would if you if you're an Ultimate Warrior fan, I would definitely suggest watching these two, mm-hmm. and then you know reaching out to us on social media, letting us know what you guys think of the docs, how they compared, um, with the what the contrast was. <laughs> would you like to see anything different from each doc? Um, you know, but from from the the criticalness of the A and E documentaries, um, the Warrior one was nowhere near as bad as Savage. Yeah, no. And it's like Warrior compared to Savage. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, it, it just draws back to the fact that that yeah. Savage one is yeah. such a hit piece. Um, but do you think it's because of WWE's relationship with Dana? With her being on the payroll and everything? Could be. Always that Warrior Award winner during the yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, she. I think. I think some of it may be recency bias. That's true too. Yeah. I think. I think the the Jr. I think it was Jr. Towards the end of of the the dark side of the ring, Doc. Um, you know, he's he he said, um, "Warrior went his entire life battling things and not being at peace, hmm. and then the moment he finds peace." He passes a layer. He passes away twelve hours later. Mm-hmm. So he comes back. You have the Hall of Fame. He cuts the promo on Raw, and then that was it. The yeah. one point that I I found interesting was his his ex wife bringing up whenever he was I guess like in his early twenties his him finding like him talking to somebody and saying that his family had passed away in their early fifties, mm-hmm. and that kind of haunted him a little bit. Around yeah, then. from from heart from from yeah. heart conditions. And that's exactly the thing that happened to him. Heart attack at fifty four. Brother, did he ever? Was it his brother? I know. I, I, I know. Really you mentioned it, saying that they're they're like men in their family didn't age well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, I would definitely go out and check both of those. So you mentioned Macho Man, and we're on documentaries. Uh, can this lady get, get some, some shot? Yeah, Something. she deserves her own. 
Yeah, she was in three straight documentaries without a mention. Yeah, yeah and, and should have been in four. Um, you know, at least from the A and E side. You know, you had mm -hmm. Savage, you had Michaels, um, mm -hmm. Booker T, and then you know Warrior. She could have been in, mentioned in that one as well, given the the feud that was between Savage and Warrior. But yeah, yeah, sensational Sherry. Um, yeah. And like when you, when you the, think of valets, it's, it's like you think Miss Elizabeth and you think Sonny, and then people forget how impactful Sherry was. Yeah, because yeah. she was in all three, like when ECW was, you know, coming but, up. She was in all three. But she before her being a valet, that, she was, yeah, she was a wrestler. She, yeah. was, she was one of the, the, the biggest, you know, women's wrestlers mm -hmm. at the time. Um, her feud with Mola. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, she definitely deserves a, a doc for herself. Yeah. Um, She's she's one of the best. I yeah, she needs to get uh, more credit than she's been given, mm -hmm. especially on some of these documentaries, because all the knowledge that she had that she gave to Sean that she gave to Harlem Heat. Mm -hmm. It's like, and Booker T has addressed that in the past how how influential she was with their run in WCW. So, yeah, and I don't I think I think the Booker T one, although she could have been mentioned, the the story that they told with that. It wasn't so much in ring; it was more of a of a personal overcoming mm -hmm. story to where that that narrative didn't necessarily um, needed to be needed mm -hmm. to be how how influential she was in ring wise with him because yeah. it, it was more the personal side of it and and what he overcame and and everything else. They didn't you know deep dive into in ring wise. Um, yeah. Because they showed her a good amount, like in in that segment, you know, with with her and Harlem Heat. I, mm -hmm. I just felt like you could have at least mentioned her, like given her, her, her right. accolades. Right. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe they cut it, but who knows? But yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I will be interested to see, you know, Dark Side of the Ring with what they've been doing these um these specials with Conrad um, where leading up to this season, they went back to season two and they, they did, you know, unaired footage and they had interviews mm -hmm. with different people and that. I haven't watched any of those yet. Those I've were a couple of them. They're very good. Very good. Is um, that the talk show? Yeah. It's kind of like the talk show format. Okay. Um, I'll be very interested to see if they do that again for season four and what comes about with this, Unaired, un you know, unedited uh, warrior warrior stuff. Because um, I'd like to hear them address, you know, basically what what Dana Warrior said and and how that that played into it. Um, whether or not they reached out to her to be on the dock, so on and so forth. Like some behind the scenes stuff. I'd like to like to get into there. Mm -hmm. All right. So enough with documentaries and that. Um, Mick Foley's on tomorrow night. You can tune in and watch that if you're not watching AEW's pay-per-view. Um, so let's get into some some actual wrestling from this week, main roster-wise and, and otherwise. Um, what did you guys think of Raw and SmackDown from this week? Uh, NXT as well. We'll just cover everything WWE right now. Didn't watch any of it. To me, Raw was the best show of the week overall. I think SmackDown had the hottest start. Yeah. Yeah. And so well that the show had nowhere else to go but nosedive mm -hmm. down. Um, mm -hmm. The Usos and Street Profits, when tag team wrestling is done right, 
Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things to watch in pro wrestling. And those mm-hmm. four last mm-hmm. night from the promos <laughs> that both of them cut. I, I forgot how good the Usos were on the mic. They are. And and it brought me back to it brought me back to them and New Day going mm-hmm. back and forth mm-hmm. last night. And it was like ah man. But yeah, from the I mean they took up the first 40 minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. They went through four commercial breaks. <laughs> they gave him four segments. It was that, that hype talk, I've been getting goosebumps a little bit, like <laughs> that paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you had the you had the talking segment to open the show. Mm-hmm. Um, done really well, you know, with Roman in the back and everything else with the good luck and all that. But coming out, Street Profits did a great job on the mic. Usos. Yeah. Never. Oh yeah. Anytime. Over somebody too. <laughs> Man. He he he, he almost got, he got he barely, in his legs. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't know who was outside to catch him. I don't know if that was Jimmy or Jay, but he 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 like just barely caught enough of him. He almost completely <laughs> overshot him to where that could have that could have yeah, been really bad to land. RKO or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted. I tweeted out last night. Montez, like at some point in time, was as good as much as I enjoy the Street Profits together. Mm-hmm. Montez is is somebody that deserves a, a single run. He just. Oh, yeah. I want to put that out there in the atmosphere, <laughs> like the Street Profits. <laughs> I know. I I know. I I don't want to see it, but just his facials yeah. in the ring, the way he banter's yeah. with with people yeah. on outside his. His charisma, his his you know, he's able to talk on the mic and he can go mm-hmm. in the ring. Like I just don't see how at some point in time Vince just doesn't go, all right, enough mm-hmm. with the street profits. Dawkins, here's your future endeavors. Mm-hmm. We'll see you later. And uh, Montez, <laughs> go out on your own. It's barbershop, barbershop windows. I'm surprised, I'm surprised they I'm surprised they've been on the main roster as long as they have without splitting up. Honestly, I really thought that they would have split them up sooner. I think you need them to keep the tag team division relevant. I, I think without the New Day on SmackDown too, they kind of give that. Yeah. They give the entertainment that the New Day – they get they have that intensity like New Day had. So, like, this this just – last night just made me want to see them actually feud for the belt. Yeah. Which, if rumors are to be the case, you know, we'll get the Usos beating Ray and Dominic here soon, and then that that will be the feud for the belt. Good, um, which I'm all for because, yeah, last night that was oh, that was awful. Yeah, I, I can't I can't do Ray and Dominic the promo just uh, not yet more, man. But no, yeah, it, I mean, it made me it made me appreciate WWE. It was like, oh yeah, that's what tag team wrestling is supposed to look like <laughs> mm-hmm. when watching tag team wrestling in WWE. And usually um, the Usos are involved. Usually the Usos are involved. <laughs> they're they're one of they're one of two teams that are usually involved. It's either that or the New Day. Um so yeah, but man, they're so good. And like if this this whole forbidden door thing opens up and you're talking about, you know, fantasy bookings, um, <laughs> Tama Tonga threw that out there last Already. night. Already. Club versus the bloodline. <laughs> Already. And, yo, know, he put the picture of G.O.D. and Jay White there against Roman and the Usos. Sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Yeah, he put he put, he put put the picture. It was Jay White and then, you know, him, Tama Tonga and Tama Loa 
on each side of Jay White, mm-hmm. and he had Bullet Club versus Bloodline, and just let it out there. I was like, okay, yeah, give me, <laughs> give me, give me that. Tonga's wanted this. Tonga's wanted this match for years. Mm-hmm. Well, always. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hyped that up on social media for so long. Mm-hmm. So it would, it would be great to get it. But. Anytime they speculate, it's always him. Yeah, like yeah, look, let me type it in real quick. <laughs> I mean, and he did that with he did that with you know with with um you know FTR as well. You know the God mm-hmm. versus FTR, like yeah. So, but yeah, it's just that was the that was the highest of highs for SmackDown, and and it mm-hmm. it didn't you know it didn't stay on that hype throughout. Then um, Roman just took the pretty much took the day off. Which is fine. He was he was good in the segments that he was in. Yeah. So it it you know it added it it did what it was supposed to do. Um I thought Seth cut a good promo last night, uh blaming the fans for Cesaro. How about that yeah. Riddler suit? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a peacock suit. It was like it was peacock feathers all over it. It was peacock, yeah. But, um, as, soon, as soon as I seen the colors, I was like, "That's the Riddler." Yeah, but I mean that that promo was good, and and I love mm. how he turned it on the fans. You gave Cesaro the belief <laughs> to think that he could disrespect me. Like that's just that's as 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 the as the saying goes, that's just such good shit. Like so that too, that that has Seth, to be the cell Seth. match. That has that. to be the cell yeah. match, right? Is there a plan for Roman right now? Right now, no. 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 I'll tell you, that, that would be three matches right there I'd love to see just all SmackDown alone at Hell in a Cell, but they don't have a plan for Roman. No. Give me – I bet, I, I think you have to – you've got to put Cesaro and Seth in the cell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if it's not in the cell, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. That's a blood feud. No. <laughs> Has Cesaro been in a cell match? No. There you go. So Jay, you brought up. I didn't. I didn't really have anything else. SmackDown. Those were kind of the, the two big things. I did like Bailey. Bailey segment. Mm-hmm. Bianca, thought Bianca. Thought Bianca and Carmella call. had a decent match. Yeah. Um, that was called out. Yeah, call. That was, that was gold right there. Yeah. What, whenever he fumbled Bianca's name at the end? Yeah, yeah. she called him out right there. Called, he called him out on the spot. Her name's Bianca Belair, Cole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that was that was good. Um, Jay, you brought you brought up Raw, and you thought Raw was the best show of the week. Just like your ass. And match-wise. There were some really good. There were some really good matches on Raw this week, <clears throat> even though a lot of it is. I just it just has Drew in it, so <laughs> I sour to begin with on that one. They got to do something with him. I mean, not Drew like in a title picture, but they just got to remove him mm-hmm. completely. Like this to me, week, he's bringing the show down. Th- this week, although a lot of it was rematch wise, mm-hmm. I think it benefited from. The matches being good, mm-hmm. like yeah. you said, Jay, like that that helped. Not necessarily take away the sour taste of it being. Oh my god, I'm getting Oscar and Charlotte again. Like, come on, or I'm getting, or I'm getting Cedric, or I'm getting Cedric and Shelton again. Like, that was good. That was a good match. 
the matches were good that it made yeah. you like forget, okay, we're I'm seeing this again for the umpteenth time in how many <laughs> weeks? Like but well, yeah. at, least, at least Charlotte and uh Oscar wasn't like feuding, it was to get to another point. Right. Which I don't get how Oscar I don't get how week. Charlotte won won this week and Charlotte's in the match. Yeah, I don't get how Charlotte is just automatically giving the title shot at Hell in a Cell, but it is what it is. Um, don't mind it, but yeah. Riddle Xavier Woods was great. People people sleep on Xavier Woods and what he can do in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he he's he's uh, to me I've I've enjoyed him in the ring ever since he was Consequences Creed back in Impact and TNA I'm days. Sure. Um, I feel like you, you got so so ah you got so used to him being a sideline guy, just like injuries and being a trombone player that you're. That's where you forgot he's good in the ring. Yeah. Do you like Riddle using the the RKO? I like that moment. Uh, doesn't need to be uh, all the continuous. time. No, not yeah. all the time. It was just like channeling another side of Riddle. That's what it, that's what it felt like to me. What do you? What are your thoughts? Um, not to jump back into SmackDown, but I'm just looking at stuff that I had saved off. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that uh, they left off Biggie and Alistair Black last night? So the the report, and this was from uh, WrestlingInc.com. I saw this. Um, Creative creative decided to leave Alistair. Both of them were there last night. Mm-hmm. They decided to leave them off the show last night to to let the the story and the start of the feud breathe instead of just rushing into it like WWE does. So given that given that aspect of it, do you like the fact that they were held off the show last night, given how last week's episode ended with Alistair coming out and hitting Big E with the black mask? I don't mind. I just need to know. I just need to know the reasoning. Like, so just can't pick one guy with a match. You got to give me. Like, I need to. What did something happen in the past? I don't. Like, remember. what was your purpose? Yeah, like, you just wanted to know. Like, what's your purpose? You could have so, just inserted yourself into the IC picture right there, but instead you took out one guy. So wait. So with them not being on last week, does that make you want to know the reasoning even more? Like, was it effective leaving them off? Instead of now, having them on last night to explain it, uh, Alistair Black's gonna have to take some work to get on uh, get on my uh, radar. I'm just not. To me, he's gonna be Alistair Black, Alistair Black, candles, Alistair Black. See, I think he, I think the vignettes have done good to to establish an actual character and not just the candles and the ominous entrance mm. that pretty much all he was before because they didn't give you any character or background before with him. This time you, 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 you at least get to hear background Mm -hmm. and some motivation as to why he is the way he is, which I think will continue to unfold. And hopefully this is, you know, the feud that will start to unfold that and you actually get more of the character itself. Um, but yeah, just interesting that they decided to put that on hold for a week and then, you know, let them let them go. Um, 
What else from this week, main roster wise? Uh, you can give me a uh, prepubescent uh, Alexander screaming twenty four seven. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like his whole attitude in the match and talking. I don't. It connects me. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like with that promo, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with his delivery and everything else, but. What he said in the promo before the match is what they recapped. Yeah. Right before was, he came yeah. out and cut the promo. Like, <laughs> yeah. you just gave me a video package telling me everything that he said in the promo. So it's like, yeah. why are you doing this back to back? That from standpoint, it made no sense. Like, yeah, I did catch that. So I mean, that is what it is. Uh, um, see Nikki Cross back on Raw. I hope that was hoping it turned out different. Like when she was like, I could beat you both. I didn't want it to be a beat, uh, the, beat, clock the, match. beat the clock match. I think that the beat the clock match made Rhea look like an idiot. It did. Because um, the whole point was you need to beat her in the time, not just out there pussyfooting um, around, not doing anything until there's 50 seconds left on the clock. And then you try to <laughs> try to get the win. Like you just don't understand how beat the clock match works. Um, so that, that didn't do her any favors from that standpoint, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I think the, the wrestling helped raw this week. Yeah. Then they just ended it with, Hey, basketball's on. We'll give you this match. With the women. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the. I didn't see the ending. Um, but so yeah, you, it was, you're getting chain in uh, my man Reginald next week. That was the main event. Was was that was the main uh, event? Mm-hmm. He caused oh, the wow. match. Yeah, he, he caused the match. ramp, and the pyro went off <laughs> mm-hmm. and burned him again. Not burned him, but send it backwards. Yeah, yeah, it, it, was, well, it, no, it was a terrible way to end. No wonder why they did a one a one six for for ratings for this week. Um, one of the lowest rated shows they've had, and I think it was top three lowest rated shows, top four lowest rated shows. Yeah, I think that I saw they've top had in four, yeah. yeah, so yeah, but she just gripped them up at the end. Was like, I'm tired of you interfering in my matches, so I'm going to fight you next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that a was your main event. <laughs> Shana deserves better. Shana definitely deserves better. Yeah. Um, Hopefully this is this is where we'll get that. Um, all right, NXT Tuesday night. Would you guys think of NXT? Man, Tuesday seems so long ago. <laughs> yeah. I um, Cross and Cross and Bauer was okay. Cross, see, I thought Cross and Bauer delivered. Mm-hmm. I thought of. I, I think that this match was better than their takeover match. It was. Yeah they they gave you they gave you a a physical fight. Um, that that felt like an actual fight and not just a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of chain wrestling there. There was a lot of you know um, MMA holds mm-hmm. and submissions. Um, you know, abdominal stretches, like stuff that you don't see in today's wrestling. Mm-hmm. That you know, and it it was hard hitting. Finn Balor was welted up by the end of that match, so Cross was laying his shit in, and it you know. It was a final stamp on the on the feud between them two. Like mm-hmm. you know, Balor's out of the picture. We're getting the the triple threat match. Um, you know, between 
Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, and Pete Dunn to see who will challenge Cross it in your house. So that that'll be upcoming. Um, but I thought from a from a match standpoint, that that absolutely delivered. At the end of the match, um, the ref did he just tap on um, Finn's hand, or did he like raise his arm up to see if he was still, you know? Conscious or not, I, I think he just called it. Hey, he, just he, called just it. Called it. he just, he just called, called it. He just called it. Okay, because yeah. yeah, that was different was. from whenever Finn was having like his chokehold on um on Cross, and he picked up Cross's arm. Mm. So I was like, that's like not consistent. I was like, yeah, you know, you're gonna pick one up. Mm. Why don't you pick the other one up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that I thought. Segments this week and in, in, in across the board in, in, in AEW, you know, WWE and everything else, some of the segments this week just went on for far too long and, yeah. and just lost the, the entertainment value. Case in point, like the million dollar face off. <sighs> yeah. That, I was excited. Important. I was excited for it. And I, mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't mind the direction that they went with it. Not at you all. know, bringing LA Knight out and, and having, you know, Ted, you know, basically telling Grimes, you just don't get it. But DBRC, I don't know if it's because he hasn't done anything in so long. He seemed off in that mm-hmm. in that segment as far as talking wise goes. And you know, he's one of the you know, he's one of the few that you would look to as being, you know, one of the talkers. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, I don't I like I like LA Knight coming into the fold in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, all right, where, where's this story going? Yeah. What's going to happen with this? You know, well, why is LA Knight coming in? I mean, he's a protege. Because DiBiase is looking for somebody to carry on that that million dollar man legacy, and that the what what all that encompasses, and it's not just being rich and and making little kids cry by kicking basketballs out of their hands. You know, it, it has more to. It's more than that. It's it's ring work. It's talking it's all these things and you know basically he's been trying to show grimes that by doing what he's doing to him and and grimes just wasn't getting it somebody gave that second an a minus what else was there uh, I, I like the the opener was good the women's the women's tag match with uh, Raquel and Dakota and Shotzi and Ember. That was good, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, Ember, Ember and Shotzi got the win, but Raquel definitely got the heat back. Um, you know, both women were left laying. Dakota took out Ember in the ring, and Raquel just obliterated <laughs> Shotzi on the outside, throwing her into the the fencing and the plexiglass, um, and then dropping her over the barricade. So yeah, that was the, that was good. Um, People were saying Ember's next in line, but you still got uh, Tony, and you still got um, Mercedes climbing her way back up. Well, Mercedes, Mercedes is going Mercedes on is, something else. Yeah, Mercedes. Oh yeah, she got the she got the mark. Yeah, she got the mark. She got marked by by um, what is it? Tyne Shy or Ten Shi? Um, yeah, she, she got she got marked up. Um, you know, with her match this week. Um, what I didn't get, why is Escobar challenging for the North American Championship? You just mm-hmm. lost twice. 
you just lost the cruiserweight title twice. Like, why do you get the? Why are you first in line to challenge for the North American belt? That man needs to be somewhere. I'm sold on Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold on him too, but no, yeah. yeah, I'm sold yeah, on him. But if you, but you don't get to jump in line, yeah, <laughs> like you, you just had two two cracks at the cruiserweight, two or three cracks at the cruiserweight belt, and you lost. And now you just automatically jump to the front of the line for the North American, especially whenever Swerve I think deserves it more right now. Swerve is calling out everybody. Swerve, hit, hey, hit, that's, everybody okay. that's okay. Swerve hit, calling everybody. Rose putting everybody on notice. Yeah, I think he should be. He should be next. Swerve should be next. But is that the only two you got? Yeah, but if he's next, uh, I want him yeah. to have the belt. <laughs> you just threw the belt on Bronson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wait and see what Bronson does with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's somebody that that I look at and go, yeah, you're you're a you fit the build of what a normal like that North American Championship to me is like that's like the TV title. That's like what AEW is trying to do with the TNT Championship. Like, mm-hmm. and I just don't know if Bronson fits that mold. Mm-hmm. For that particular belt, um, not saying he's not deserving or, or any of that, and I, and I like Bronson, um, but I just don't necessarily look at him and go, "Oh yeah, you you're so, like for what that belt is supposed to mean." I don't know if he fits that. Like to me, for some reason, that belt feels more relevant than the IC and the and the US title. Like they're on the same level, but it just makes that belt just feels. Higher in prestige for some reason. Who, that's the uh, way they. Uh, that's the, the way they team? looked at it. That's the way they booked it. And 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 who made that North American belt feel that way? Johnny Gargano. Gargano's run with it, like before Gargano, you had didn't didn't Cole have it? Cole with it. Cole was the first guy. Dream mm-hmm. had it. The dream have dream had it for dream had it for a long time. Dream had it for a while. Yeah, it just I don't know that belt just felt higher in prestige than those other two. The whole way, it's, it's the they way they care of it. It's yeah. the way they booked it. Yeah, it's the way yeah. they booked it. If if it feels like the old IC belt from back mm-hmm. in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. It it felt with that more than mid card title. Yeah, but it's that mid card title that tells you who the next guy is. Mm-hmm. Yep. True. Which is what the IC title was back in the day. Back there, yeah. Yeah. You had Brett, you had Sean, you had Stone Cold, you had The Rock, you had Jericho. Like you had those individuals hold mm-hmm. that IC title as as you know a, a a run for what they could do with the strap itself. Mm-hmm. And that that's why I think the the North American title is what it is. The, yeah, in some the, instances in their late eighties, early nineties, who was the guy in the company that just couldn't get the main title? Yeah, like Savage mm-hmm. at the time. Savage, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Warrior, you look at those names that held that. Yeah. That that, and the sometimes that back in those days, the IC belt was was the, was exactly. was more than the, the oh. heavyweight belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you knew the title wasn't coming off Hogan, so that was the belt to have in a way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Also, they got to do something with MSK. Riled up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm tired of just trying to get the run in, Rob. You you. Now you're pairing them with Kushida, Reed, to try to get that good guy 
that face. And that goes that mm-hmm. goes back to I don't understand why people are booing him in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they haven't done anything that warrants them being booed, no. minus the fact that they won the belts yeah. so early on and within being in NXT. But other than that, they haven't done anything that would would mark them as as faces that you boo. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's who like knows? Either turn them heel or I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited for the match with Legato. I think that those that, four yeah. will will put on a banger of a match again. Um, I like G, you know, I like GYV's promo this week. Mm. Um, saying, yeah, you know, we didn't come over here for a, a petty rivalry with Thatcher and Chan, but we came here to win the straps. So we're not even thinking about you guys. We're we're our focus is on MSK and getting the gold. Um yeah, I mean, to me, NXT was it was a it was a solid two hour show, like like always, consistent, consistency, yeah. right down the line, yeah. which is consistent. Nothing, nothing, nothing that was too high, nothing that was too low. You had stuff that was either, you know, just above the line or or just below the line. Mm-hmm. Was everything a hit? No. Was everything a home run? No. Was everything terrible? No. Uh, it was that. That steady two-hour programming and yep. their ratings are back down around where I think they'll teeter out at. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if I you, don't, I don't get it. It's two weeks. I don't get you've how it's The past two weeks, you've had loaded shows for them, and they haven't had a bump in ratings at all. Mm-hmm. Could it be I what you're saying? Where they were like at on, on the network, you know, because they were always real happy with the ratings on the network. I just wish. Mm-hmm. Are, are they getting the same? Are they getting more? Less? I just, I wish there was that to compare. Could it be what you guys said? Like it's just overload and just wrestling overload in general. I know this this week in particular for me, because there was other stuff on with the NHL playoffs, with NBA playoffs Mm -hmm. and that, like I, although I, I kept up on things, but I enjoyed having the other stuff to watch live. Mm hmm. Like it was just for for me, it was just like yeah, like um, you know, that wrestling fatigue with it being six days out of the week, yeah. And this week seven because the pay per views on Sunday, like it just um, it is it's it's a lot. Yeah, I, I'm feeling the wrestling fatigue big time right now. I, I didn't watch any WWE last week, and I didn't watch any this week. It's just mm-hmm. I I need a break. Like and I, I'm I'm counting NXT in there too. Just. Just something I, like right now, I don't plan on picking back up until takeover. Like, I just need for a little NXT? bit of a break for any of them. Mm-hmm. Like I just need a little bit of a break just to, to kind of refresh from wrestling a little bit. Oh, but you'll keep watching AEW, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but no joke, that's the show that entertains me the most. Like, so week, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna watch you're gonna watch what, what entertains you the most. Yeah. 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 Um Couple couple quick hitters just from from WWE uh, overall. Um, Adnan Verk in in WWE part ways after seven weeks. Um, it was supposedly a mutual release, but they didn't even wish him well in his future endeavors. And <laughs> like I said about Warrior, Adnan Verk, he's there seven weeks. It feels like that. Warriors in WCW the same amount of time felt like it went on forever. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he he's been he's been replaced by Jimmy Smith, um, you know of of MMA fame. Um, with I believe what Bellator was Jimmy Jimmy Smith was Bellator, and then he 
I don't know if he did in the UFC or not. I don't know. But yeah, he'll he'll take over Adnan's spot on on Raw. So we'll we'll see there. Um, I haven't heard him. Does he have like? Does he have a presence? Does he have like passion? He does. He does. Okay. So like, I I wouldn't I wouldn't categorize him as the same as Morrow mm-hmm. because Morrow is Morrow. There's only one Morrow, but he has the the sports commentating background of calling big fights and big time pay-per-views so yeah he whether or not he's up to date on the product and and is knowledgeable enough on the product i think that's one of the things that hurt adnan the most was his lack of product knowledge and and not being able to call a move what a move was Mm -hmm. so he just relied on oh and whoa like because he didn't know (laughs) what to say and that the thing i didn't like with adnan though is he he, they were it was someone that they brought in from the outside, but he still sounded like what Cole was generating with everybody. Like he didn't sound different. He he sounded he sounded too much like like baseball to me. Too much. Mm-hmm. That, that and that's where his background. That's where he is. came from. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it I mean, sounded like two balls and one strike. <laughs> um, it, it did. But just just speaking just speaking on the commentary scene. Sean Ross Sapp um, put out a tweet this week. WWE Raw, so just Raw itself, has had 14 full-time commentators in the last five years. That's way wow, too many people in and out. Yeah. Um, also them using three-man boots, too. Can you count the shuffles, though? No, it's he just said 14, so mm-hmm. he didn't, like, specify – I mean, I know, I know the shovels are in there, but yeah, like I don't, I, don't I wouldn't count like them flipping smack down the raw people. I mean, even though it is fourteen different, you know. Yeah, that, I mean that's 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 a lot. That's a lot. For, I can see it, people like bringing in new people, and those guys couldn't like a like a Browns quarterback <laughs> couldn't fill the position. But nobody's clicking though. That's the problem. Like, that's the you're problem. Not, you're not yeah. you're not getting you know the J.R. King, you know. No passion, and you're not. You need that type of team. I'm not saying that you need that sound, but you need that type of team that can deliver every week. Like they do. Yeah, like, fine with uh, Graves, Cole, and Saxton. I'd honestly be fine with that if they, you know. Well, Cole, Cole, Cole got moved because yeah. of the the Fox money. Yeah. Um, so you're going to put your your best guy on Fox, and, and I enjoy, I'm enjoying them to play off each other. I enjoy Cole and Graves, and and I'm enjoying Cole and McAfee. Yeah, Pat to me, Pat like to Pat, me, is, yeah. Pat's the Pat, Pat to me has brought out a different side of Cole mm-hmm. on the commentary since he since he's joined the show, mm-hmm. and 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 I say that with the I don't want to say bias, but I've watched the behind the scenes stuff that McAfee films. For, for his own content, for his his channel, for his show. And he does a Mr. Friday Night um, series on YouTube. That they're up to six episodes now. So basically since he's come over, it's, you know, it's one every week. But, like, the, the background and the backstories, and you're seeing Cole in a different light. Mm-hmm. But some of that personality and that, like, relaxation and, and genuine relationship that those two have between each other, it's starting mm-hmm. to come across on air. You know what I mean? Like last week they showed when Boogs came out and was <laughs> Eric Gatorn for Nakamura, 
they like in the video they have McAfee standing atop over Cole just strumming yeah. away <laughs> doing electric yeah. and Cole got a smile on his face and you know what I mean like to me I think Cole is having fun and it's mm-hmm. starting to come across on screen. I would have been okay. And I'm I'm fine with the commentary team on SmackDown being what it is now. I I think if I would have done it, I would have put uh, Pat on Raw because I was okay with Corey Graves and Cole on SmackDown. They weren't doing anything wrong. There wasn't. It's just they can put Corey anywhere and he does fine. Yeah, he, that's the only reason why they moved. They did that, but he's consistent. They, they I think they they moved Corey because they, they his experience would be there to help catch Adnan. No. So if they brought in somebody different than add them, maybe maybe the shakeup would have been Pat on Raw. But I think because of Corey's experience and everything else, him and Saxon would be there to to help take away some of the weaknesses that Adnan would have showed early on, and it just never clicked. Yeah. You know? I don't mind Saxton. Like I, I think he does a decent job. He just doesn't do He's not exceptional at his job, I guess. Yeah. Like, like he's kind of like a Tom Phillips and other yeah. people that they do their job okay. It's just I think for him, for? I think for him, he needs Corey. I like yeah. him being punching bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, what else did I see real quick that were quick hitters? Uh, Jackson Riker beat AJ Styles on Raw, so there's that for you. Um, yeah. Um, Did you see uh, Broken or Two Speed? <laughs> the uh, Broken Skull Sessions tomorrow um, is the, the premiere with The Godfather. Um, the yeah. couple clips that I've seen look really good, look really entertaining. They had one one bit was um, Austin was was quizzing The Godfather on his characters. <laughs> so he was you know, reading stuff out, you know, first to compete in a Royal Rumble and Godfather had to go Papa Shango, Kama Mustafa, or The Godfather, and he was doing that, so he's getting quizzed on that. But uh, that'll be a really entertaining watch. Yeah. Um, what else? Because that's something uh, – Godfather isn't someone that's overused in interviews, so that'll, yeah. that'll be interesting to see what he has to say. Yeah. Um, Stephanie McMahon came out this week and said uh, the Peacock merger allows WWE to focus on what we do best, content and storytelling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said. Um, Documentary storytelling. So here's the problem with that. (laughs) Peacock has done nothing. All Peacock is is the provider to watch the content. Peacock's not producing the content. They're still still doing everything they were doing before. They're just not the ones airing the content. So what's the, what's the difference? Because they're still doing it for everywhere else in the world. <laughs> just wanted to get you fired up a little bit. You were a little quiet. There. I needed something to get the juices going. You did. Yeah. Um, couple um, couple other couple other quick hitters. Um, Impact uh, really. You know, another solid show this week from Impact. Next week on BTI, so before the Impact on Access, it, it airs from 7 to 8 o'clock. Joss Alexander versus TJP for the X Division title in a 60-minute man Iron Man match. If you haven't watched them two in the ring yet, tune in Thursday night. You'll get one hell of a show. 
I don't care if you hate TJP. (laughs) (laughs) Them two in the ring are really good together, and it will be a really good match. Are they putting that on Twitch, or is that only on Access? um, It airs on Twitch as well. So you can watch it on Twitch. Um, So tune in at 7 o'clock for that. Um, And then um, speaking of Josh Alexander, um, today, I believe it's today, the IWC show, is that today? It might be. Yep, it is today. Um, He's in the main event, right? He's in the main event, Josh Alexander against Spencer Slade for the Impact X Division title. So the Impact X Division title is is up for grabs at an IWC event. Um, That's going on at the Washington Wild Things uh, minor league stadium here um, just outside of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, Tickets were on sale. I don't know if you can still get tickets or not. but um, Yeah, I don't know. But it's going down tonight. You can watch it live on IWC Network. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so Spencer Slade's a great talent. I think that's going to be a great match between the two of them. Uh, Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I liked him whenever I, my first watch of him was a couple of months ago at the anniversary show. And then he's had recently been on uh, AEW dark and elevation. So uh, he, he's a talent. All right. And then um, one other thing I want to go out there just to ruffle some feathers and get people riled up. So grapple, they put out a top 10 TV matches and this goes back since dynamite started. Okay. And it's across all, it's, it's across all the promotions. It's best TV matches based on Grapple user average match ratings since Dynamite Episode 1. Over 125,000 ratings inputted in total across Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and Dynamite. Okay, so top 10 TV matches. I'm going to go from 10 up to 1. All right, 10. Leo Rush versus Angel Garza from NXT, December 11th, 2019. Average rating was a 4.17. Are we going by ratings? Yeah, they're, yeah 125,000 um, user ratings were inputted in, in for this list. I don't even remember the match. Strong, number nine, Strong versus Dijakovic versus Lee, NXT, October 23rd, 2019. Average rating was a 4.18. Okay. Number eight, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle, NXT, October 2nd, 2019. Average rating 4.19. Don't remember it. Number seven, Omega and Page versus the Lucha Brothers, Dynamite, February 19th, 2020. Average rating 4.21. Six, the Young Bucks versus Pac and Phoenix, AEW Dynamite, April 14th, 2021, average rating 4.21. Five, Best Friends versus Ortiz and Santana, Dynamite again, September 16th, 2020, average rating 4.27. Four, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, SmackDown, June 12th, 2020, average rating 4.29. Uh-huh. Number three, Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix, Dynamite, January 4th, 2021, average rating 4.43. Number two, Kenny Omega versus Pac, AEW Dynamite, February 26, 2020, average rating 4.44. And the number one match, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, Dynamite, March 17th, average rating of 4.50. I don't know much about grapple. 
Um, yeah, I don't either. What what all they do? Um, and again, this is just their high their highest rated TV matches across AEW WWE um, since Dynamite started. Oh, so so their rating? Their user ratings. So the they users are going on rating that match four out of five, whatever. Oh, yeah. okay. So everybody that everybody that subscribes to their their stuff, like they put out, mm. you know, they've had over 125,000 responses. Okay. Based on the time since AEW has started till now, across all brands, the highest rated TV match that, that they, their users watched. They they picked some good ones. And yeah. I'm not I'm mad with not, my, not mad. Thunder Rosa being number one on this list. No. And you got that uh, match wise. Or it was the yeah. highest rated. It was the highest rated match of of people that that watched over the course of of that time. I enjoyed the match. I so, think yeah, the, build I may, the build may have been, but numbers wise, numbers wise for that match. That I mean, that's it's one of the highest rated matches AEW's had by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't get that as the number one. Just math, like mass quality wise, no. Yeah, so I like I said, I don't I don't know that much about Grapple. I didn't like, you know, just go based off of the release that they put out and what the criteria was for it. Um, you know, like I said, I'm not mad at it. I'm, you know, I I think Raw would Raw would take a hit because of the I don't I don't know. I'd have to look more into to their actual criteria and how things were voted on and calculated, but there there were a lot of good matches on that list for mm-hmm. for that being a top ten yeah. list. So not that mad about that. Yeah, a couple I don't remember, but there's definitely a lot on there that I do enjoyed. I definitely yeah. remember Garza versus uh, versus Russ. Yeah. All right. With that being oh the uh the, else? the 50, 50 greatest tags is that coming up soon. That's- that starts June second, I believe it starts. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's upcoming week. So June second. We'll do some when, when that list finished. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's, I'm not sure how they're doing the list because I think they're doing it like they did the women where it's going to be multiple segments. Uh, so I don't yeah. know how how they're releasing that yet. Because I'm yeah, not interested. <laughs> I think they're I think they're going to put it out in blocks, kind of like how the NFL Top 100 gets released. Okay, um, whether it, like 50 to 40, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think the I think the um, top fifty women they did that in four like four hours. Yeah, so if you're gonna, yeah, it'll be a you know four to five hours with you know ten on each yeah. show breaking it down. Um, the the outtakes look hilarious. Brizango, perfect host for this. Yeah. Um, they oh, were trying to hours. trying to cut promos oh, and doing it in, in different. You know, you got to keep that in the show too. Oh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the outtakes were hilarious. So no, but I'm looking forward to that. That'll generate some discussion by itself. Yeah. We may, yeah. we may to do a special, a special edition for that because that that will be a very interesting list and in how they how they rank, um, rank it. And it's just WWE tag team. So, yeah. um, you know, but yeah, no that that'll be that'll be good. So, all right, uh, long yeah. on Bell to Bell, a lot to cover again. Dynamite. Um, was good last night. Double or nothing tomorrow night for the pay per view. A and E documentaries tomorrow night. Donald, what you got? 
Uh, SummerSlam announced Saturday night. Uh, didn't even forgot all about that. August 21st, Saturday night. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with that. Rumor is Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, um, with a with the boxing fight that night too. Mm-hmm. Hey, drop me out real quick before we get into drink of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's gonna work out in Vegas if that's where it ends up being. It's, it's gonna be different just because yeah. you know WWE don't run on Saturday nights. So yeah. we get that Saturday main event feel, brother. <laughs> I mean, you got if you got the boxing and that all in Vegas Ooh. at one time. Ooh. That's a lot. That, that yeah, that's a lot. I mean, the money's going to to the boxing match, unfortunately. So yeah. it's just fans going to. You're not getting like real fans at at the boxing. So you're getting the fans at, at SummerSlam, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, but but whenever there's a good boxing fight, boxing always comes out king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it does. Like even yeah. though boxing is forgotten, put on a decent fight. <laughs> yeah, it'll be surprising. It's surprising for them to do that unless they decide to go a different location instead of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rumors I heard was that um, someone was saying that from where they heard the location was, it's supposed to be a logistical nightmare. So I was kind of surprised if mm-hmm. we're allegiance the the rumor right now. Yeah. That, I mean, I remember how bad it was for us to get into WrestleMania 32. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it's going to be, if Allegiant would be that, that big of a mess too. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> All right, we we ready to get loosey goosey with a drink here? Mm-hmm. A little parched. I misplaced my pub my opener, so I'm gonna have to work on this top while you guys cut. To- <laughs> All right. Chug, 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 chug. All right, this week's Drink of the Week segment is brought to you by coming unprepared to your Drink of the Week segment uh, and not uh, a bottle opener for a beer that was your choice. <laughs> True. Yeah. Just keep it by your TV. Just keep it right by your TV. It was there. It was there. <laughs> I, I think I picked it up and was spinning it. Chris, you got ah, you bought me that spinning one. It's like a fidget spinner now. I walk around. I- <laughs> this is what you need. You need the Affinity Gauntlet one. <laughs> so this week we have the Breckenridge Brewery Palisade Peach Wheat. This is Jason's pick, sticking with his. This is completely up Jason's alley. <laughs> a, a wheat beer and peach. Bursting with peach flavor. Um, brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, fine Colorado ales. It is 5.3% alcohol by volume, so nowhere near the 9.7% that Donald <laughs> had last week. Um, we've had Breckenridge before on the show. Um, they, they, they they had some good stuff, so I'm interested. Got to give enough for the class, Jason. I know. Gosh. How they garnish it. Did you really put a peach ring on top of your beer? <laughs> I mean... I want to put it in there, but I know it's not going to come back out. <laughs> so it takes Corona. He took a twist. Instead of a Corona and lime, he's doing peach rings now. Blue Moon and uh, the orange slice. With- oh, it definitely smelled a peach. Mm-hmm. Smells like a peach ring. I don't hate that. No, I don't hate it. 
just sit on the back porch and just stare off. Yeah, to me, this is this is a a summer beer for sure. Yeah. Um. You know, not when it's fifty degrees and raining like it is in Pittsburgh. But, you know, <laughs> Ninety degrees and sunshine on Memorial Weekend, which the you know it should have been. This is this is one you know sit around, toss some cornhole, grill up some grill up some food. Um, I'm okay with this. I thought maybe whenever I first smelled it, I thought the peach flavor might be too overpowering and it might be too much. But I think it's it's just enough and and it gives you a solid peach peach flavor without overpowering everything. How's it taste yeah. with the um the peach ring, Jason? I mean, I taste the peach ring. <laughs> you ruined the palate before you even drink the beer. <laughs> That's how I do, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, it's this not is... a it's not overly sweet. So, yeah, for no. Jason, I could see him need the peach ring to, to get it there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me some of that authentic peach. That diabetes. <laughs> for me, it's sweet enough. Like the, I think the peach gives just enough to yeah to give that sweetness and. Yeah, it is. You, I think you hit it before with what everything you said. I I, I like this. I, I was actually a little skeptical going in on this one. Just yeah, for the this, type of beer, but uh, this is a this is a blue moon without having to add the orange. Like yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like you don't need Very to put true. the fruit yeah. in it. You get that flavor enough. You don't have to put the the lime in or you don't have to put the orange mm. slice in. Um you don't I, need the peach ring, but yeah, <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would buy, I would buy a case of this and, and keep it in the in the fridge for summertime. People coming over and that, I would, I would definitely yeah. buy this and have this on stock. So, normally like I give my extras away. I might, I might hang on to these. Yeah, as I say, this one, uh, this one, I, I can buy see six you pack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's good. I think, um, honestly, like if it was nicer out. Like for a nice cookout on Memorial Day, this yeah. would be the perfect beer to have with it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I want to say four, but I kind of feel like I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I'll go four point two five. I think it deserves that. All right, Donald. I give it a four. Definitely. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a four just because. <laughs> what you what? No two. I was gonna go three something, but you guys all went four. You gonna praise the bear? I picked. Yeah. Get on board. Judge judge yourself. I mean, it's something I drink again. It's not group think here. It's gonna be above three. (laughs) Three I'll I'll go. uh, I'll go three eight. Um, You know, this is just one dollar me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll go th- I'll go three eight. No, this I mean, look, it's not it's not like a, oh my god, you have to drink this beer. Yeah, but if I but if I'm putting this in my rotation of summer beers, this is definitely going in my rotation. Something yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna add this in with my blue moons, I'm gonna add this in with my coronas, I'm gonna add this in with my my Stella summer solstice, like I'm gonna add this into my summer rotation. Yeah, if I if this is around for the rest of the summer, I'll definitely pick it up again. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I think you I think you would enjoy it that much more, like I said, if you're outside with the girl going playing cornhole, got Mm -hmm. music playing, you know, a couple couple people over, like yeah, this 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 would hit differently. Because you can easily, 
it's it's a it's a light light wheat beer that I think you can easily drink a couple. Yeah, mm-hmm. like while you're grilling or doing something. Like this oh, is anything. Well. This is anything that you're just gonna sip at, you know, for a while. And I think you can pound a few of these real quick. No, I mean we're we're only a couple minutes into this segment, yeah. and this bottle is almost gone. Like, yeah. it, and <laughs> it's rare yeah, I, I actually was... finish a beer on here. I'm gonna be finishing this one. Yeah, no, very good, very good, Jay, very good. So we're we're two for two on on the latest round of purchases we made. Donald, yours was a home run last week. Jay, this one, this one was this was a very good choice. Oh, all right. With that being said, go out, get yourself a six pack of the Palisade Peach Wheat from Breckenridge Brewing Company. And with that, we ask that you raise your glasses, bottles, cans, shots, solo cups, brown paper bags, whatever you made cheering with us this week. And to good ships and wood ships and ships that sail the seas. But the best ships are friendships and friends will always be. Salute. All right, this week in sports is brought to you by the worst play in over the 150 <laughs> years of Major League <laughs> What the hell was that garbage the freaking Pirates did the other day? That was yeah, showing their talent. That's what that was. was, was yeah, so much hate on my that, was, uh, that was the first baseman not knowing the situation at all. He should have been benched. That was bench. that was the scene from Major League back to the minors. <laughs> <laughs> you could like somebody said, I want your movie reference there. <laughs> somebody you said, I want the organization. Or we want to make this team look as bad as possible to get <laughs> man out top. <laughs> Something. You <laughs> can't script a play like that. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Oh, gosh. Remember when, like, in the 90s, one of the baseball for, uh, third baseman. <laughs> In the exactly. 90s, those baseball bloopers tapes were, you know, oh, yes, so popular. Oh, yeah. this would have been number one on one of those. This was on <laughs> national news, man. This was like yeah. actually on today's yeah. show and stuff. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like <laughs> my sister sent it to me. She doesn't watch baseball. <laughs> it's literally catch it and step on the back. back. There were so many different scenarios where you could have got him out. Um. <laughs> catch it and step the on easiest the back. one is just catch the ball and just yeah. take two steps back. Tag him. I don't. Yeah, I'm making this the ball at first. Who wasn't covering? <laughs> now anything. Yeah. Hey, I like. So before, what was bad before? What doesn't even get talked about was the fact that the runner on second base got there because they tried picking him off, and he made it to second base on a pickoff attempt. Mm. So that's bad enough as it is, right? <laughs> bad enough that you you had him in the pickoff, and he still was safe on second, and then. He had the wherewithal to not only round third, but come home. Normally, on a ground ball hit like that with two outs, you'll see guys on second. They'll run. They'll jog over to the third base coach, take their helmet off, take their mm-hmm. back gloves off, hand it to them. Nah, this <laughs> this jag off had the wherewithal to say, nope, stay on my horse and round third and head towards home. It did the, the situation. Two outs. Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. And then the, uh, the hitter. Whenever he ran back to home plate, whenever he was called safe, he had enough time to celebrate and still make it to first. first. (laughs) And not only make it to first, then get the second second. on the on the bad overthrow. (laughs) Come on, man. You know, for a while there, like out in any scenario you get out, the run doesn't count at all. Hey, but even if he scores first. Hey, but guess what? Fireworks night is coming up soon. I'll still see people (laughs) there. I hate this team. I hate this team, but 
Hey, they did not that. <laughs> That first that makes me want Pedro Alvarez back at first base. I'm on a I'm on an AFC uh AFC North shit talking page and they just summed up uh Pittsburgh in three plays. That's <laughs> the fumble against Cleveland and Jari. That's what I was gonna say. It, 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 just got, it, it added on to Jari's stupid ass play. Oh god. It's like, come on, dude. How you he passed it right to the Islander. You don't clear the puck up the I'm middle sorry. of the ice. It's just it's the same thing in soccer. You don't clear you don't if you're the goalie, you don't roll the ball up the middle of the field in soccer. It's the same same exact way. Go out wide and then you yep. it's like, come on, man. Like and he couldn't stop. If anything, just shoot it up the boards. Yeah. Just let it mm-hmm. let it loose and just shoot up the boards for somebody. It's just unbelievable. Those Unbelievable! Games, he yes. couldn't save anything. I mean, it was like open net. Oh well, net. they just they just kept peppering his <laughs> his high glove side. Oh my he, god! He couldn't work a glove to save his life. <laughs> Man, it's unbelievable. And it goes back to what we said: the goaltending was going to be the issue. Mm-hmm. It got so, yeah. So I'm I'm the team's uh, too know. talented for to be eliminated this often in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So, three years in a row. I said it last week. Three years in a row. First round. First round losses. <clears throat> Getting swept twice and then losing four two in the way you lost, it's time to blow it up. Sullivan got to go blow it up. But will the will the Penguins do that? No, they won't. They'll put a band aid over it just like the Steelers did this year, bringing Big Ben back and everything else instead of just blowing it up and moving on. I I'd, I'd give Sullivan this year just because of the management shakeups that happened at the beginning of the year, like after the season started. I'd give him a full season to see what he can do with them. But if they can't produce something next year, yeah, it's time to go. They got to find another goalie. Like they yeah. have to. Jory said, "I'll be better next year." <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to be on the team. <laughs> but again, so it comes back to accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Like Jory doesn't take any accountability for for that horrible play. The Shelton, the manager for the Pirates, comes out and takes all the accountability for the play and saying it's on him. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, yeah. call your player out. Uh-huh. He should have got yanked. He should have got yanked. He should have got yanked right there. His head is not in the game. I don't care if you don't have another first baseman on the roster. Put somebody else at first base. I don't Sit care. Down. Sit down. Like you I can't mean, position players can pitch. There's somebody else out there for the Pirates. You know how, like, whenever Lloyd McClendon stole the first base years ago, and they were like showing it like on the anniversary every year. They better do that with this play every year. <laughs> yeah, never Sheldon was like, yeah, the base never moved in 147 years. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what's sad? What's sad with the Penguins? Um, I thought this was interesting. So. The top NHL uh, local TV markets this season, St. Louis was three, Las Vegas was two, and the Penguins were number one. The Penguins were the number one top local TV market. Uh, In the last 12 years that the Buffalo Sabres on MSG Plus were not in the top two, Sabres dropped off 35% from last season to this season. They absolutely stunk. But, um, yeah, just – you have the you have the fan base, you have the support, and then you go out and shit the bed three years in a row like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just unbelievable. But I mean, it says something for the Pittsburgh fans. They support the Pirates through all their shit, so of course they're going to support the Penguins through theirs. 
Oh, it's, the penguin. The penguins have built up enough equity. Well, yeah, at least the, pair, the, the penguins and Steelers. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the penguins. The penguins have won the three Stanley have the, Cups. Yeah, you know, at they, least they have two recent cups. Yeah, <laughs> they, they have. They have the equity that okay, like yeah, it's, it's okay. Jory, you made a, a bonehead play, but I, I'm, you know, I'll still support you. The Pirates, there's just no, there's no reason to to support this team at all. I mean, they, you know. Up until this past week, I think they they had a player, not a player in their lineup, had more than four home runs. In, in an era where it's a long ball era, where it's they just they just got it done there. Yeah, more than four. Do you think runs. it was now looking back for especially for how good of a season uh, Flurry had in Vegas? Do you think we they made the wrong decision giving him up whenever Vegas became a team? I don't see. I, I that was the big talk here in, on local Pittsburgh yeah. market, uh, local Pittsburgh radio this week was you know why did you ever get rid of the flower and everything else? And it's like but the fans were calling for them to get rid of him that year. Nobody, too. yeah, no, nobody remembers how bad the fans were shitting on. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they on were. J. Flurry before he left and went to Vegas, and at the time, not only was it it, it was a, it was a cap hit. <clears throat> you know, you weren't gonna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have the money to pay Malkins. You didn't have the money to pay Malkins, Sid, Latang, and Flurry all over eight million a year. Well, they also had two goalies that they were using besides him too. I and, and Murray. Nobody, nobody would have thought Matt Murray would have yeah, turned into the, the head case that he was, and yeah. not the old chalk, the, the old Chuck Knobloch Ips, and, and <laughs> forgot how to to play goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Jari's the, the same truth. way. He forgot how to play like, yeah. 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 He forgot how to throw from second base to first base. You <laughs> forget, forgot how to you forget how to catch a puck. Well, Every, uh, everybody saw Murray that year in the playoffs and everything, and they fell in love with him and was like, okay, don't be a Pittsburgh. Yeah, it was like yeah, Pittsburgh fans. Yeah, yeah revi- you know. revisionist history. You can go back and say, Oh, we we'd have a much better chance with, with Marc Andre Fleury in that, but you guys forget how bad it was for him here at the end. Yeah, yeah. people crapping all over him for yeah. them not not winning more cups. They thought that they should have based uh-huh. on his goaltending. So I I don't I don't I'm not one of those individuals that subscribes to that theory. To me, you made the choice. It was more than just uh, you know, do we keep or get rid of Flurry? There were other factors coming into it. Yeah. You had an expansion draft. You had to put you know player up that was available and. Based off of everything that surrounded it, Flurry was the it guy was the, that took the perfect the storm. Yeah, it, it just was what happened. it was. Again, I don't think they would have counted on Matt Murray not remember, you know, not forgetting how to play goalie. When's the expansion draft for Seattle <laughs> this year? When are they doing that uh, over the summer? Yeah, they have to. I they mean, they're going to be. Yeah, they're going to be. League starting starting in the fall, so they got to do the expansion draft at some point here. Who do you give up? I don't even know. I know who I'd give up. But. How many uh, how many players do they have to give up a team? I think just one. Okay. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, you, you can designate one one player available. Now do they have well, to be honestly, an expiring I'd, contract? I'd put them. What is that? Do they have to be an expiring contract? No, it can be anybody. 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 Mm. You put up Malkin. That's my pick. I don't think they'll do it, but that would be my pick. They, you know, 
um, Togden, Latang talked about it. You know, he said him, Malkin, and Sid all all want to finish their careers as Penguins. None of them want to go play elsewhere. They all want to finish, but none of them are the GM. So to me, yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta think about the future of the team. And if getting rid of, of you know one or two uh-huh. of those guys gets you the the future of the team or gets you started back on the right track, given all the draft picks and, and draft capital you've traded away over the yeah. years. Um, you know, would I like to see them, all three of them finish it out? Yes. But again, you can't, you can't hang on too long, man. You saw that this year, Malkin, Malkin didn't look like the same genius. Uh, I don't even know what you get for him now. You know? Yeah, I, I like Malkin a lot, but man, he was costly this year. I'm, he, you'll probably get more value if you trade Latang, but well, I don't think they'll trade Latang. No. To me, if you want to stay with the franchise, you got to rework your money. That'd be in my eyes. And you know that's a hard sell nowadays. That's a hard sell. And you yeah. gotta do you gotta do something next season to, mm-hmm. to show your worth. And I, and and I don't know, I don't know enough about hockey with their contract structure. I don't even know how possible it is to rework money, Jay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like NFL, you rework contracts yeah. on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Converting stuff over, avoidable years, so on and so forth. I, I don't, don't think they do in hockey. Yeah, I don't know enough about enough about hockey contracts yeah. to where that salary it, cap that's is hard. Possible. So. Yeah, that's a man, that's a solid cap. So yeah. speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of hockey and and Chris, I you know I thought of you this week whenever I saw this story break. Um, Robert Morris University oh, made a decision wow. to end yeah. their D1 men's and women's hockey programs. Um, some of this some of this came out. I'll, I'll read a thing here that Colin Dunlap from 93.7 The Fan put out this week. Um, so in November 2019, Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh set a goal of $100 million in a campaign pitch to help fund the academic programs, scholarships, and facilities of the men's and women's hockey teams at Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. Just months before COVID-19 struck uh, across the U.S., offered a sizable hurdle for RMU's quest to hit the target in its 100th anniversary in September of 2021. However, just over a year into the mission, the university is celebrating the achievement of surpassing that benchmark <coughs> in its Robert Morris University 100 Ready to Rise campaign, uh, raising over you know, 100 was it one hundred million two hundred and fifty six thousand dollars in gifts and pledges? Um, this was this was a hot topic here in Pittsburgh this week. I saw a lot of a lot of people coming out and and bashing the university, um, and so on and so forth. I thought I thought Mark Madden had probably the most realistic and best take. Um, and his take was further backed up by, I believe the coach itself from Robert Moore's hockey from the men's, the men's team came out and said, um, you know, unfortunately these sports don't drive revenue and people were up in arms about them, you know, shutting the programs down and what's this, what's this doing to the, the student athletes that are already on campus and the incoming freshmen that signed on to play hockey. And, you know, the coach from RMU tweeted out himself. He said, uh, if you're up in arms and you're, and you're, you know, complaining about everything, um, 
how many RMU games have you gone to in the last 10, 15, 20 years? Mm-hmm. And it, it it is what it is. It is um, yeah. They for you know for as much as for as big as hockey is in Pittsburgh with the Penguins and the success and and the you know the youth programs that the Penguins do around here and everything else. Um, you know, with RMU hockey itself being as good as they was holding, you know, we've had the the Frozen Four here in Pittsburgh with the the finals for the NCAA Division One championship uh-huh. before. Um, fans just didn't go and attend games, and with a smaller university that doesn't have the revenue pool from its football program, like Pitt, like Penn State, um, like any other D one program it's going to be expected that something was going to get chopped off the block at the end of the day, as bad as that is. We saw this with Stanford with their wrestling program. Uh-huh. There were people were up in arms about this and, and Stanford is a much bigger universe D one university than Robert Morris. And, and, you know, that, and that was a historic program, just like RMU's hockey program was that's been around for, for years and years and years, uh-huh. just like RMU's is. So, at the end of the day, for as much as we say it's amateurism and everything else, it's a business. Yeah. And no matter how much money you raise in pledges and gifts and donations and everything else, at the end of the day, rightly or wrongly, they made the decision that it was not best suitable for the program to continue on and having D1 hockey for men and women. It sucks. I'm- it's a shame. But... Yeah. But at the Bottom same time, line, hockey's not going anywhere either at Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're still going to have, I think they said they're still going to have four club sports, which they already, besides the D- Division One team, they also supported these club teams. So the club teams aren't going anywhere. There's still going to mm-hmm. be hockey for men and women. Um, the downside for me that I, I felt it's a shame that the D1 team's going away is because the men and women's team were act- not not all that long ago were the, te- the sports teams of Robert Morris. Right, they were the mm-hmm. winning teams for a few seasons. Right now, it's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Football is never going to be that. RMU has a football team just because it. They feel that it's all Pittsburgh. colleges need to have a football team. Um, you know, they built a stadium there first before any. You know, they they bought the Island Sports Center down in Coriopolis <clears throat> to support the hockey team instead of building something on on campus. Right. They built the football. Uh, the football stadium on campus while I was there because they used to play at Moon High School for and they just, over a and they just they just renovated the basketball. They just did the basketball mm-hmm. last so, year, and right now men's basketball is the is the sport. Whenever I went to college there, it was women's volleyball and women's basketball that were the teams. It wasn't anything else, mm-hmm. and now it's men's basketball, and they they brought in money from that. So the men's are doing the men's basketball team is doing what they're supposed to do. They got a new stadium. You know, they're, they're playing the way they should have. Like last year, they won the NEC tournament, and they were going to go to the NIT tournament and go to the dance. Or they won the NIT tournament to go to the dance. Um, unfortunately, they just didn't get to go because of COVID. Um, and now this year, they moved leagues. Now they're in the Horizon League instead of the NEC, and they moved a lot of the other sports. So I think it's kind of a little bit of that. They've been readjusting all the sports teams at Robert Morris. I, and like I said, I'll reiterate again, it's a shame because the men's and the women's Hockey teams were the teams for a bit, but at the same time, hockey's not going anywhere. So if you still want to support hockey at Robert Morris, you can. 
maybe now it's more important that you go support these these club teams so you can say there's a fan base maybe for them to go back into the NCAA again at some point. Yeah. Like to Steve's point, once to start eating at the bottom line, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, over the weekend, last weekend, we saw Phil Mickelson become the fourth golfer in PGA Tour history to win in four different decades. Um <laughs> No player in the NBA, NFL, NHL, or MLB has ever done that. So Mickelson, at 50 years old, won the PGA Tour Championship. Um, shout out to shout out to Phil. Um, I'm not a I'm not a Mickelson fan. Um, not not for any particular reason. I just you know never he wasn't somebody that I would would turn on the TV to watch golf and, and watch him play. Um, but it's a it's a hell of an accomplishment for somebody at fifty to go out there and, and win a win a major tour event and to win in four separate decades. You know that's that's a rare accomplishment. Um, you know you had Vince Carter who played in four different decades in the NBA, mm-hmm. which is a crazy feat in and of itself. But to actually win a win a major championship in your sport in four different decades is is something to something to be applauded. Uh, I saw. I saw um, Ryan Garcia was out there uh, giving training training tips to Logan Paul for his upcoming June six fight with Floyd Mayweather. Had, uh, some sparring videos came out with him showing him giving giving some twi- tips and pointers and all that. I'm still not going to pay money to watch that. No. So um, I'll, I'll follow the fight on Twitter. Um, but I'm, you're not getting me to cough up whatever, 80, 90, 100 bucks to watch that thing on, on, on Triller. This is not doing it. No, no. Or show, Showtime, not Triller, whatever. Whatever Floyd Mayweather's uh, promotion is. Showtime boxing there. Um, what else in sports caught your eyes this week? Anything? Uh, Wayne Gretzky steps down as an executive with the Oilers and goes into the booth. And oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's going to be an analyst, and then his rookie card just sold for three point five sell three point seventy five million. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how good Gretzky's going to be in the booth. Mm-mm. Personality wise, I don't know if <laughs> if it'll work for him. Yeah. You know, you know, obviously, player wise and, and knowledge wise, his ability to to talk and explain. I think you could have like a, you know, him be the NHL's version of Tony Romo where Romo's calling out plays and dissecting mm-hmm. stuff and giving reasons as to why this happened, when, and so on and so forth. Like I can see Gretzky being that. I just don't know how much he'll actually connect based off of like personality and whether or not that's going to turn into a, to a good look. Do we know who he signed on with, who he's going to be commentating on? Was it TNT? Oh, that's not okay. a. That's uh, not a good. I mean, or we just thought ESPN would cough up some money. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but TNT's probably trying to do something like what they do with uh, the NBA. Yeah, know, TNT. Show. So, so wait, is he going to be a commentator? Or is he going to be an analyst? Like, if you're doing, if you have, you know. uh the, the ice hockey version, you know, the NHL version of the NBA on TNT, mm-hmm. where you have Shaq, you know, 
Kenny, Charles, and Ernie, if you get a, an NHL version of that show and Gretzky's on there, I think that's better than yeah. him actually being in the, be, be in the color. Play and play and play and yeah, he's, he's a TNT analyst. Okay. Okay. I'm okay yeah, with that. so. That's okay. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be, again, he's still not Mr. Personality to where he's going to be like the star of the show, but he's he's going to know what he's talking about. So. so if you give him like a four-man booth. Yeah. Somewhere that, where he can not be the main focus, it'd be decent. Yeah. Um. What else did I see? NFL-wise, uh, Julio Jones wants to <laughs> get out of Atlanta. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, <laughs> some shit. So apparently Julio didn't realize that he was live on air on FS1 <laughs> on, on Undisputed with skipping skipping Shannon whenever Shannon or, yeah Shannon Sharp called him. Uh, well, this friends. And Shannon Sharp um, potentially could be facing some jail time. Hmm. Because of the privacy laws in California, and it's a two-way consent state. That is right, yeah. So if Julio truly did not know he was live on air, and it turns into a big ordeal, um, (laughs) I don't foresee Shannon going to jail over this. But he can't. There's jail time out there. California um, privacy laws are probably, you know, the I don't want to say strictest, but they're the most in depth in the country. Um, as far as privacy laws, California is in and in, in of in and of itself on a on a separate plane and, and playing field with that. So um, we'll see what comes out about that. Rumors all week long. Um, he he is going to be traded um, regardless. So I, I don't know where he ends up. Um, I know yeah, Titans. AJ Brown put out a video pushing him hard. New England has always been rumored for yeah. for that. This morning, that's all 49ers and Rams. Rams don't need them. <laughs> um, oh, put it to you this way. Julio at 32. You hear it all the time whenever cornerbacks are asked this or other wide receivers. Oh, you know, ask questions about, you know, wide receiver. They always preface it with this. Besides Julio, ABC. Julio, amongst his peers, is the guy as the best wide receiver. Now, you can fans can debate that, and you can have your your OBJs, your you know Tyree Kills, Devontae Smith, like Devontae Adams, like whoever else you want to throw out there, right? But around the league and in the locker rooms, Julio is that dude. And any team that Julio goes to, to me, this is like. To me, this is like when Randy Moss went to the Patriots. He makes he makes your team instantly that much better. Mm-hmm. And if you put him on, you know, you can rattle off four or five teams there. You put him on the Titans. You put him on the Rams. You put him on the Colts. You put him, you know. Ravens were the other team, too, this morning. You put him in Green Bay you don't um, put him in with Rodgers. Like, you imagine, like. Like Green Bay's offense, you have Aaron Jones, <laughs> you have Big Bob Tunyon, you got Devontae Adams, Him. and Julio Jones with Rodgers back You're there starting? spending it. <laughs> Come on now. Like, and if you're a team that can afford to take on Julio's cap this year, his cap number changes next year. It's it's a lot less less a lot less next year. And the June 1st trade designation will affect this, but 
if you could hop on and get Julio, I, I'm trading future draft picks. Some sometimes, sometimes GMs and franchises hold on to draft picks like they're gold. When mm-hmm. realistically, the amount of times draft picks fail are way more than they succeed in the league. Mm-hmm. So if you can get yourself a number one guy that's arguably, you know, up there in the best receivers of all time and one of the most freakish athletes ever. I'll give up a number two and a number three for Julio. Absolutely. Hell, I'll even throw in a player. What you want? You want Juju a two and a three? I'll give you that. Bring Julio to the Steelers. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's not a there's not a Steeler fan out there that 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 would would want to keep Juju, Deontay, James Washington, or Claypool over Julio. And if you are, please tweet me because I or, or reach out to me because I'd like to know your reasoning behind that. Even with Julio being thirty-two, so. I think Claypool's with the future. Claypool, Claypool, maybe because he's only in his second year. I'd lean towards the future there, and that'd but be like that'd be like the closest exception. I'll, I'll I'll give up any of those other three for Julio and draft pick. That's just me. But all right, anybody got anything else in sports? No. Mm-mm. All right. So let's 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 get into the the that caused the the podcast turmoil heard around the world last week. And no, I'm not talking about the Joe Budden podcast with him firing Rory and Mal. I'm talking about me walking off the show <laughs> or one got to go. Let's get into this week's world famous, world renowned, where I'm always right and they're always wrong. One got to go. <laughs> All right, so a week later, Steve. I mean, how you feeling? No one else really supported your your take last week. Uh, I'm dying on that ledge. There's absolutely no way you talk me up. But he commented in your favor. And he, nobody, nobody commented in your favor either. So, like, here's the changing of the criteria as we're going along with this. As far as you know, the, so on, whatever. I'm, don't even get me fired. I'm, <laughs> what do we have this week? Sorry. So this week we're we're gonna have a similar topic. We're gonna yeah, okay, okay. bringing up the goods. You can't, you can't. This list doesn't even make sense <laughs> because you have you have was three, this another PDF one? You have three female rappers on here, and then Rihanna and the singer. And they're all like, technically all hip hop. No, Rihanna is not hip hop. Nobody would classify Rihanna as a hip hop artist. Rihanna would have made more I'm sense last sure week. Rihanna would have made more sense last week on the female vocalist list. No, she wouldn't. No. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you saying you're telling me Rihanna can't sing? I'll tell you right now. This list, Rihanna, Riri can go. She's going Riri, off. The she's list. not. She's not a. You can't. She can go. Period. She doesn't even any list of all time. Riri can go. You are really out of your mind. She's a blip. What? (laughs) She will not be talked about another fifty years. You're absolutely crazy. Umbrella. You are absolutely crazy. Umbrella is on fire. You're absolutely. 
I wish oh, I had the what? control so I can mute your mic because you're the only one that can what? do it. You're absolutely crazy. First off, you, you can't take real this 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 list doesn't count. Well, if if we're gonna go Nicki Minaj, Cardi Who's B, Missy Elliott, <laughs> put put Meg the Stallion on there instead of Rihanna. Because you're going female hip hop artists, like you can't. And Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, and and Meg Thee Stallion are current day. Missy Elliott is is what we grew up on, and a lot of people nowadays don't even know who Missy Elliott is, even though Missy Elliott's to be truthful, we put Megan Thee Stallion on. I paved the way. I don't know much about the rap game anymore, so I really don't. If we're sticking to this card. Where did you get this list from? <laughs> this, is, this is from the one gotta go list. Well, whoever at the game made up this, this <laughs> list, I, I did, the game developers, you don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. If you keep Rihanna or you replace May, I'm still taking Nikki off the list. She just never resonated with me. No. Never. Can we do like can we do some live on air editing where we where we like cross out Rihanna because she doesn't belong on this list? And the the blasphemy that you spoke about Rihanna, I, <laughs> yeah, I know that that I'm dared. gonna that dared no oh god absolutely nothing a blip to me she's not, she's not as big as she is to me but I'm not taking her off the list I'm not, not taking her off the list though. Y'all are crazy. You don't know Rihanna's. You don't know Rihanna's catalog, and what she's done. So for me on this list, I don't know much about Nicki Minaj or Cardi B because I'm not into the rap game or anything anymore. But I heard some of Nicki Minaj's song. I haven't heard anything Cardi B. So just on yeah, that, you just don't know. That. I was gonna say you you you've you had her Cardi B. You just don't know because it's- I, I I don't. Oh, uh, speaking of, if you want to double back to wrestling. Nikki is the feature song for SummerSlam. Yeah, so Car- out. Cardi B said she would appear as long as Lacey Evans isn't there. Oh, was it Cardi? Was yeah, it that was Cardi. Cardi, not yeah, Nikki. Cardi. Cardi. Yeah, Cardi and Lacey. Yeah, yeah. Lacey and Cardi had had beef on Twitter with each other, so Cardi said she'll show up if Lacey's not there. So. I don't even want to vote on that stupid list. Oh. And you saying Rihanna's a blip. <laughs> oh, so the three of us win. Okay, Chris. I see. It's just my. It's just. Chris, 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 Chris. I don't even know what to say. You don't need Rihanna's catalog? Chris. Hey, add Rihanna to your catalog. And- Chris act like he ain't been the Matrix. <laughs> I, know. Well, I know her music. It's not like I don't know her. Listen, <laughs> if you're for me, listen, if you're trying to pop and go, Rihanna's gonna be in your catalog. Okay, <laughs> if you ain't got no Rihanna oh, well, in your catalog, you ain't popping and going. To me, Umbrella might be the best song out of the whole list. <laughs> I can't believe that had 2007 on fire. I, we're not even. We're not even. <sighs> <sighs> They still play it at work. Yeah, they do. It's work, 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 work. Yeah, on all the time. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> There's so oh my There's god. There's so oh, many. There are so many songs. <laughs> I can't I believe know. you said Rihanna's a blip. Like that's unbelievable to me. That's I final thoughts. I'm not even there's two weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> 
First off, the list was trash. Didn't even belong. That. <laughs> Put somebody else in charge of the list. <laughs> Someone take over. I don't care. No, I'm, 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 I'm practicing calming techniques right now. I'm taking deep breaths, counting to ten. I'm listening to a Rihanna song in my head. I'm, I'm trying to calm down right now. Just move on to final thoughts. Fucking guys ruining my weekend. It's unbelievable. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to episode thirty-nine of the Dumb Marks Podcast. Before Steve has, before Steve like has a coronary and goes off today, uh, please subscribe, like, and follow our social media pages at Dumb Marks Pod. This way, that you can get uh, notifications when we go live each week. Our audio-only edition of the podcast is released every Monday on all your favorite podcast platforms. And as we mentioned earlier, don't forget that our official Dumb Marks merch is now available on ProWrestlingTees.com. And now through Monday, May 31st at 1 p.m., if you see, use the code MEMORIAL, you'll save 20% on everything that you buy. So pick up the brand new After Dark t-shirt or the One Gotta Go or the logo. Want to send us home? Uh, anybody got any final thoughts? <laughs> I got a couple things final thoughts-wise. Yeah. Um, two things. Two, two quick things and then one, one thing that may be a little bit longer. But... Uh, one Kenny Main uh, signed off for the final time uh, as a Sports Center anchor. Um, prior to his final sign off, he had one final interview he did with Aaron Rodgers this week, and in Kenny Main, true to form in Kenny Main fashion, he ended that interview with a big "fuck you, Aaron Rodgers" mm-hmm. um, live on air because Rodgers told him to to get into the crypto game as the crypto game went to the went to went to shit. So uh, he ended the interview as Kenny Main can with a "fuck you" to Aaron Rodgers, and Rodgers sat there cracking up. But Kenny Main has been around at ESPN for a long time. Um, one of the the anchors that are synonymous with that brand. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what he does and where he goes from here. Um, another final quick thing for me, Guy Fieri. Um, of Food Network fame and Diners, Javelin's Dive signed a three-year, $80 million deal with Food Network. Wow. Crazy. Wow. So, you fellow fat kids out there, um, <laughs> we got the game all wrong because this dude, yeah. this dude is driving around the country eating good and is getting paid bank yep. to do it. So, wow. Yeah. Three-year, $80 million contract with Food Network. Um, and then lastly, before before we wrap up the show here and sign off for the week, um, normally I end the show with positivity and quote um, to to get you to apply through the week. Um, I felt with with it being this the, the last Saturday in May um, and May is mental health month. We haven't touched on on anything mental health wise. Um, somebody that and myself who has battled anxiety and panic attacks for going on. Uh, seven or eight years now. Um, I'm all for, all too familiar with mental health and and the havoc and wreckage that it can cause to individuals on a daily basis. It is a daily grind and a daily fight. Um, you know, there's many ways to cope with it and exercises and things to deal with it. But the biggest thing that you can do is talk about it and let people know. Don't keep everything bottled in. Um, there are various support groups out there that can help you with whatever you're dealing with. 
Um, so with that being said, reach out, let somebody know, don't be afraid to talk about it. We're only going to bring more light to it with the more we talk about it. Um, and, and we start to see that with athletes speaking up about it now um, and, you know, other individuals, but, but bringing awareness to it, it doesn't make you a weaker man or anything else in that sense of the word. Um, but it is, it is true. It is out there and it affects a lot of people um, not only in the U S but, but all around the world. So um, just wanted to, to bring that up to raise awareness to it. Um, you know, since it is the last Saturday of the month before we, before we end mental health month. Um, so if anything, reach out, let me know. One of the things that have helped me a lot is, is coming on this podcast and being creative and letting the juices flow and, and, and coming out here and, and talking about stuff that you're passionate about um, to, to get away from the, the stresses and, and stuff that we face on a daily basis. So if, if anybody, um, you know, watches the show and we're able to do that for you guys, uh, that just makes the show all worth worthwhile even more. Um, but, you know, don't, don't be afraid to speak up and talk about it because it is something that that's dealt with on a daily basis. And, and, you know, I, I go through my struggles daily as well as everybody else. So speak up about it. Um, breaking into the light. If you see somebody, help somebody out. And with that being said, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, you can catch us around the way.